ramming your brain through a table of wrestling knowledge. Announce table. The Spanish announce table on the Training Topics Network. I just broke. The soundboard. <laughs> you just broke the soundboard. We haven't even got through a damn segment yet. <laughs> Talking about breaking things, I yeah. broke. Yeah, whatever. It'll, okay. It's fixable. We'll blame it's, it on someone else. Yeah. The golf show broke it. Man, I'm not sure this is fixable. <laughs> uh, I am Captain Awesome, and sitting here in the studio with me is... T-Mac. Unfortunately, you're not too awesome right now I, after breaking the damn soundboard. I am uh, I'm still awesome. The soundboard's not awesome. Oh, Still man. working? Yeah, there I mean, we it, go. It works? Yeah. <laughs> it's functional. It's, yeah. That's what we'll say. More than I can say for us. Yes. Uh, another week of wrestling has gone by. Not the strongest week. No, but, but it's post-Big yeah, SummerSlam. Right. This is where they got to retool. They got to- That's true. Reload the gun. That is true. Good stuff on the on the headlines, though. There is a lot of headlines there is. as far as being you know noteworthy, good, juicy information. There is some good news out there. Um, that uh, let's just get into the news. You want to yeah, hear the news? I want to hear it. Um, do you got any news? No, no. I'm you stupid. Didn't come with any news? I don't read the news. I don't listen to the news. I just listen to it from you, and then go from there. And I said, listen it to. Which isn't a word, but now it is. Well, <laughs> I don't know that that makes it a word. No, it is. I don't, yeah, um, no, it does. No. I'm still not over this broken thing over here, man. I'm not, um, uh, I'm actually stalling, if you couldn't tell. I'm trying to, uh, I can tell. Yeah. I mean, but hey. You know what? That makes good radio. Stalling. Hey, guys. <laughs> How's the weather? You know? Yeah. Nice day today. <laughs> right. Great weather today, you know? <laughs> oh, there. Well, let's get to some wrestling news, man. You yeah, let me hear it. News? Mm-hmm. That's why I was stalling. I couldn't find that sound clip. Happens to the best of us. That's the best news. <laughs> AJ Styles Free Agency, PWInsider.com, reports that AJ Styles' TNA contract is up in September, and the two sides have yet to come to terms on a new contract. TNA reportedly has been targeting younger talent for the company and wants to keep Styles on the roster, but only if it makes sense financially. Whereas the official Facebook page of TNA Impact Wrestling star AJ Styles recently posted the question, where do fans want AJ Styles to be? TNA, WWE, ROH, Japan, lots of options, tough decisions. Go to WWE. God bless America. He's Honestly, he's top 10 Favorite all-time wrestlers for me, and yes, can he not? You know, is he an amazing wrestler? First off, yes, that's no questions asked. I don't think you can argue that he is a spectacular in-ring performer. Does he suck on the mic? Yes. Is his character a little stale? Yes. You know what fixes all those problems in WWE? Paul Heyman, Zeb Coulter. That's true, but you know what I mean. Put him with Zeb I, Coulter, and that is money. Here's the thing, though. I saw um, 
something WWE reported and something I kind of believe with them that there's nobody that's in current contract negotiations because Ken Anderson's in a similar now he, Now, he can – whatever. He can go to Japan. There's nobody that they can't do the same thing that they already have in their own roster. I disagree because AJ Styles, go back to ROH and his matches with CM Punk. Those were great. He could have great yes, matches. He can have great matches with CM Punk. I mean, no, no, no. I'm talking all time great. Yeah, he that's is not what they're about though. They want a story told, and AJ Styles has no character. Zeb Coulter does. He's got no personality. Hey, who who would you rather have yeah. with Zeb Coulter, Jack Swagger, true, or AJ Styles? But I don't think what the deal is 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 I think AJ Styles. I mean, if it's truly about money, yeah, he could probably make more money in WWE, but. You're not gonna. They're not gonna. There's gonna be no world title run for AJ Styles in WWE. It's not gonna happen. A world title, I think, not WWE. Yeah, I don't even think that. I think. Oh, I think so. He I could easily. I think he sucks. I mean, like he's great in ring. Yeah, he's amazing in ring. Like right. you said, one of the best. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, just everything else leaves so much to be desired. For he me could. You could do the Daniel Bryan storyline with him. They're the yeah. same build. They're just as good wrestlers. Yeah, but Daniel Bryan gets an entire well, crowd of people to go, yes, okay, yes, yeah, yes, yes. And AJ Styles is crickets, man. I just, I don't. No, I disagree. I, I think he could have phenomenal, pun intended, uh-huh. matches. <laughs> Let's see what I did there with everyone. <laughs> Seriously, uh. I mean, imagine just the five star matches at throwaway pay per views yeah. such as Over the Limit that he could have with Seth Rollins. Yeah. With Daniel Bryan, the whole thing CM is the Punk. only way I ever see WWE using TNA mm-hmm. is if and when they mm-hmm. buy TNA out and they can buy the rights to the yeah to the video right and then make a DVD. But AJ Styles, because you know you you made mention of it that Ken Anderson's in the same spot, and I disagree with WWE trying to sign him because with Ken Anderson we've seen it. We've yeah. seen the song and dance. Oh, they're not signing him. Right, but get what I'm saying? Like, with AJ Styles, it's still a mystery what they could do with him. Maybe there is a writer in WWE that pulls something out of AJ Styles that we never saw before, and oh my God, Herpes. now he's Daniel Bryan. Because look, Daniel Bryan in Ring of Honor yeah, didn't have true. great you wouldn't have promo. Thought that either. Yeah, yeah, you know what I mean? So maybe I there's something, but all I know as far as in-ring competitors, there's no one better. He can go... Hold for hold, match you know for match with I mean, like, anyone on any roster. So, you know, he's losing some of that allure. He's not the high-flying guy he was anymore. Right, true. the package. True. Uh, you know, I don't know. I think, I mean, but I with, would do it if I had the video package, right. the video footage, but they don't have it. But, you know, AJ Styles could easily get motivated because, you know, there's only so many times you can go to Universal Studios or the, the Kemper Arenas, as in Kansas City, yeah. and try to put on these phenomenal matches. Y- you do a little better when there's 40,000 people. When yeah. you got WrestleMania and it's in front of eighty thousand, you know you might do a Styles Clash from the top rope again, yeah, like you used know. to. I just think it'd be perfect. Him and Samoa Joe would be amazing. I amazing bet, in WWE. I bet they. I bet he puts out some feelers. They kind of tell him, "Man, we're not going to give you much more than they would." And right. eventually, he resigns with TNA. It, you know what would be the coolest thing as far as storylines? Because you said they like to tell stories. The coolest thing in my mind, and this is what I've always thought is similar to the Radicals. Remember when Chris Benoit, Perry Saturn, Eddie Guerrero yeah. uh, all came over? Yeah. And it was WWE was kind of acknowledging these guys are right. WCW yeah, guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. right. But now they're right. here. You do that with Samoa Joe and, and uh, AJ Styles, you could have something. I'm now, coming as a tag team, maybe? Yeah. Try and to build I, tag teams? Right, and I wouldn't put them main event level coming right in. Yeah. 
I would. That whole thing is. I want. I gotta wonder. And you know, we don't know with TNA obviously because they're not a public company. But I gotta wonder what they're offering to pay him and what he wants. Right. This is what he would be worth to WWE. Yeah. That that helps some of this, but uh, I don't know. Well, guess time will tell. Man. Yeah. But I just think I think it would be an amazing move. I, personally, it would just be so great to see him at a WrestleMania with another great competitor like a Daniel Bryan or True. CM Punk. He'd make a good match, and it'd be great. He would. Threes a crowd. Hulk Hogan announced that TNA's X Division matches will now be one-on-one, eliminating the three-way rule, where he tweeted, Dixie Carter and I have heard your feedback, and X Division matches will be one-on-one. That's stupid. Here's the thing. Those are exciting matches. Can... Triple threats and or triangle matches as they originally put in ECW when Terry Funk and Shane Douglas and Sabu created this, you know? Yeah. You can't do it with everyone. No. You know what I mean? I think don't eliminate it completely, but don't have it your standard rule. Yeah, don't have it your standard rule, but, you know, a great match between Saban, Austin Aries, and, and, uh, you know, um, I'm just making this up. Christopher Daniels. That's great. That's great. Yeah. Their greatest match, TNA's greatest match, in my opinion, is Samoa Joe, AJ Styles, and Christopher Daniels at Turning Point in 2005. Okay. That was the, that's the match I use, personally, if I have a friend who's kind of on the fence about this right, pro wrestling right. thing, and I don't want them to go into like the hardcore, this is just crazy assholes yeah, yeah. cutting each other. Like This is real competitive you know, wrestling, matches. Yeah, yeah wrestling. Yeah. That's the match I use, and that's a triple threat. Yeah. So don't get rid of it, but like you said, don't have it be your standard, okay, here's the next division, triple threat. Who cares? I agree. Socially active, the Monday, August 19th edition of WWE Raw saw a 45% increase in its Trender.tv social media activity score from the previous week, marking it as the most socially active edition of Raw since the night after WrestleMania. Wow. All right. That's pretty good. That is pretty good. Well, I think, you know, a lot of the hardcore fans knew kind of that Randy Orton could possibly do the heel turn and stuff like that. But for the casual fans, I think that was kind of uh, exciting. Not really eye-opening, but wow, okay, they actually did go with the cool thing. Yeah. Now let's see it. And so, you know, the opinions would obviously start with Triple H shouldn't have done it or Triple H is great for turning heel and all that stuff. So it makes sense why it would be. Because such a monumental thing happened at SummerSlam, but it's still pretty cool. Yeah, I think it's I think it's a good time for wrestling right now. <laughs> PWI Top 500 Pro Wrestling Illustrated has released their Top 500 list, and the top ten include John Cena at number one, CM Punk two, Bully Ray four, Sheamus six, Jeff Hardy seven, ADR at number eight, Dolph Ziggler at nine, and coming in at number ten is Kevin Steen. Wait a minute, who was seven? Jeff. Hardy. Come on. Right? Okay, if you want to do body... Sheamus number six? Yeah. Uh, well, I'll give Sheamus this. His character, since dropping the title to Big Show, has been really stale, but he's been a great workhorse and a great worker yeah, okay, yeah. night in, night out. I'll give him that. He is top ten as far as, sure. hey, main event doesn't have, you know, the TV show main event doesn't have a match. Sheamus, you're going to go over there. Okay, cool. And he's going to put on a good match that you could at least watch and, you know, has a, has a front, or not a front, a start, finish, you know, and all that stuff. Now, his character sucks. Right. But with Jeff Hardy... If you do body of work, okay, let's say of the current wrestlers, he is seven. Well, why not? But He's a this, draw. Yeah. I mean, he makes money hand over fist for them in merchandise. Right. But this year, no. 
He is not. I would put Kevin Steen ahead of Jeff Hardy. Kevin Steen's doing great stuff at Ring of Honor with that scum. That scum storyline was great. And then when he got uh, lost the belt to uh, Briscoe and now he's kind of going against scum, that's great stuff. It's good to see Bully Ray at four. He's the guy. If I had to pick one guy from TNA, that's the guy I'm taking. It's Bully Ray. Really? That's the guy I'm taking. I mean, I definitely understand it, and that yeah. character would translate really well over yeah. to SmackDown. A friend of mine, Dan the Cannon, on the AllWrestling.com Weekend mm-hmm. Review, he was live in attendance when Bully Ray started a riot. Yeah. An actual riot. Yeah. The guy is money. Yeah, he's you know, he, he's phenomenal, and I think his character, I think this is the best Bully Ray we've ever seen, or Bubba Ray, whatever you, kind of character yeah, yeah. you want to say. Right. He, this is the best as far as in-ring and on the mic, because you could make the case in ECW, when they were getting people to riot back then, he was just as good on the mic as he is now. But in-ring, this is the best Bully Ray we've yeah, ever oh, seen. I absolutely agree. And John Cena, I don't care. John Cena's not number one. No, he's he not. number one. If you had a brand new wrestling company and you had to build it around somebody, CM Punk. are you not going to draft John Cena? No. I guarantee you John Cena pulls in more money to WWE than CM Punk does. But I'm telling you. Like, might be three times as much. Yeah, but that's because <laughs> the audience you go after. That's like hey. saying, that's like saying, who's the better? If you want to go musically, like who's the better band? You know, yeah. the the U two or Miley hey. Cyrus. Well, this, and this is year why, Miley Cyrus is pulling in millions and millions this of dollars. Is why Vince McMahon is a multimillionaire? Yes, and you are doing a podcast. <laughs> hey, but I'm saying if PWI wants to be legitimate, uh-huh. like they've always been, because this, you know, they've been around. Yeah. But before our parents were even here, right, you know what I mean? Right. Right. You don't put John Cena number one. You put CM I think Punk. You, do. No, you put I think CM you Punk because you got to go with in ring, in ring, in ring. CM Punk is <sighs> is running circles around John Cena. Can and would is can and would, but who's in the bigger matches? Who's drawing the people around? Who's keeping the industry like on a high rate? I mean, CM Punk, yes, but John. If I had. To take a first draft pick, it's going to be John Cena. As much as I don't want the guy, you know, now, like the character. Now, by me saying this, like John Cena shouldn't be number one. I'm not saying to put 500. I'm saying, right. you know, I'm saying he's top 10. I'm saying he's uh, top five. Uh, he's not number one. I think he is this year. No. I think this year. I think even Bully Ray would be better. Uh, yeah. This is an amazing year for Bully Ray. What has yes. John Cena done? John Cena has had a carbon copy of this year yeah. compared to last but year. You know what? Who put over CM Punk to this level? John Cena. Or CM Punk. Hey, CM Punk did it himself. You know, uh, well, those matches with Jericho were great. That's, this yeah. this feud right now with Heyman is amazing. What John Cena did, let's review real quick. He did, <laughs> he did the same storyline with The Rock that he did last year. Yeah, that one sucked. Okay. He did a Ryback something. Yeah. Yeah, and, I don't know, man. And now he took the hottest guy, <sighs> Daniel Bryan, and just said, hey, I'm going to have a match with you. Yeah. Uh, he, now, I'm saying, yes, John Cena is amazing. His body of work is unparalleled. You know, he's up there with the Stone Colds and Hulk Hogan's. But for this year, 2013, CM Punk has had a better year. Search party. The number one overall most searched for item in the United States on the night after SummerSlam was WWE on the Saturday before that, or I think it was the night before SummerSlam. At any rate, the Saturday before that, the number one overall search in the U.S. was UFC for the UFC 
mm-hmm. matchup was going on. Now, for the record, more people search for WWE on Sunday yes. than UFC. Well, and that makes Saturday. sense because the demographic that – the 18, th- 18 to 35 is the key demographic for, it seems like, every single program from right. you know cooking shows to, to wrestling. It's 18 to 35 is what they're trying to hit, right? Yeah, yeah. What – the MMA fan or sports fan forgets with WWE is 18 to 35 is getting hit and getting hit hard and they're paying attention, but so is the 14 to 10 year olds. You know what they teach us in school recently is the most sought after uh, advertising demographic is, I think it's like 24 to 50 something year old women. Yeah. They've got the buying power. They got the buying power. But the the kids get the, hey, buy me the action figure. Buy me the T-shirt. So that's where they're going at. And that's where they're beating the MMA and the boxing and the NFL and all that stuff. WWE's way better at merchandising. Yeah. They kill it with the kids. Yeah. 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 What a moody punk the rant CM Punk made towards that fan in the front row of last Monday's edition of Raw was reportedly by PW Insider completely unscripted and was a legitimate emotional reaction on the part of Punk himself. According to fans at the event, the individual who received Punk's verbal venom on Monday was being obnoxious in his heckling of the WWE superstar, and he didn't seem to say or do anything over the top to warrant such a visceral response. But the word going around backstage at Raw was that Punk was said to be in a particularly bad mood, which isn't completely out of the ordinary, as Punk has a reputation of being grumpy at times. It should be noted that WWE does not necessarily condone such behavior from babyfaces, but there was said to be no heat on Punk for the outburst. In fact, the general consensus was that due to the response elicited from the crowd and the fact that Paul Heyman was quick enough on his feet to use the situation during his speaking points, it actually added to the segment and the eventual showdown with Curtis Axel later on. Yeah, and that was great because, well, one, we don't know the full story. Maybe this guy was heckling people before Punk came out. Right. And as they were coming off, they're like, hey, that fat ass out there just won't leave me alone. And Punk, who has a busted ankle, as we saw him limp to the ring that night, and I don't think that was, I don't think that was, you know, acting. I think that's serious. His ankle reportedly is really, really screwed up. So you put in, he's not feeling good, he's grumpy, and maybe this guy was heckling everyone, so now he wants to take it upon himself for all the boys and divas in the back. Yeah. Hey, screw you, fat ass, get in here. Yeah. You know, and yeah. Punk's done that before. Oh, um, yeah, you know what absolutely. I mean? So And it made I mean it was a good spot. Oh, it, it was, was great. great. Yeah. Everyone used it. Not even Paul Heyman. Jerry Lawler <laughs> yes. even brought it up yes. during he's like, you know, you said that he's not the fat ass out there. In yeah. the back, you know. Microphone isn't working all that well here. So you're breaking the you're breaking the 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 board, and now you're breaking the mic. Hey, you know what? Jeez, I I really you know get it together. I kind of you know this is my face of concern (laughs) for the people with the enhanced radio. (laughs) Right? Yeah, this Uh, those of you who can see with your enhanced radios, his face is uh, rather concerned. Like, yeah. Picking sides, NFL prospect Morkeith Brown has turned down an offer to attend the Tampa Bay's Buccaneers, Tampa Bay Buccaneers NFL training camp, and has instead signed a developmental deal with WWE. So that was interesting, you know? Yeah, that's where they tend to lose some talent, right? Is when they can go play for NFL and stuff right. like that. That's that's Six, big. Six five two fifty five. I'm gonna case. bet the Briscoes had some. Not the Briscoes, but uh, Jerry Briscoe probably had something to do with that. He's a good. Uh, bullshitter, as they like to call, and he can definitely sway you into the. Well, let's try out this wrestling thing. Yeah, yeah. You, know? you can always go back to the NFL. Yeah, you can yeah. always Rick go Brock back to did the, it. Right? Yeah, exactly. Wah, so. wah. <laughs> Hulu, 
You know Hulu. Yeah, I love yeah. Hulu. Announced that every episode of NXT will be available on Hulu and Hulu Plus. I partook in this. Yeah, and for those of you who haven't, go do it. I, that's how I discovered uh, the Wyatt family, Biggie mm, Langston, yeah. all these guys. Some of their work in NXT is phenomenal, especially the Wyatts, and really even Biggie Langston, because I don't think he's being used, obviously, to the caliber that he was in NXT, because he was the NXT champion down there. Right, yeah, yeah. But, man, he was doing the five count, and if you don't know what that is, yeah. it originated from King Kong Bundy doing you know a mandatory five count when he beat guys, but... Biggie Langston was doing it so well as a baby face that after he beat someone, the whole crowd, so the ref would go one, two, three, and the the crowd would go four, five. Like, it was so yeah. cool. And they Definitely check out theme. the NXT. Yeah. They still use that theme for him. I don't know why they're not. Yeah. Maybe they'll bring that up. So. And then they got some really good talent that they're developing. One diva, just side note, her name is Emma. She is like a klutzy diva. She does like... Yeah, you the, the funniest her, yeah, things. Yeah. yeah, check her out. Definitely take advantage of this the, Hulu thing. I'm a big proponent of watching Ascension. Next I watched uh, the Ascension. Ascension. Yeah, they're very good too. Yeah. So check it out if you can, because now it's you know on Hulu for God's sake, which is for you. Free every episode. Yeah. you could start seven seasons ago and watch them all if you want. Yeah, to. now it does start for those who aren't familiar. It does start with the original NXT with Wade mm, Barrett, right, Daniel right, Bryan. Right, right. So we saw that. Well, if you're a hardcore fan, which yeah, if you're yeah. listening to this, I think you are. Uh, you don't have to go there, but start with like season four, I believe it is, and then that get they get into the storylines with Seth Rollins and Biggie and all that. Hanging around, both Devon and SoCal Val have been removed from the TNA roster page on ImpactWrestling.com. However, the roster page still lists Brooke Hogan, who was reportedly released over a week ago. So they've purposely pulled people off of the roster page. Mm-hmm. But yeah, Brooke's still here. So is that not necessarily a done deal? Maybe was this a warning shot of some kind yeah you know may or maybe the message wasn't received maybe the people in charge of the website think it's a work and they won't get rid of it because like nah she's not really fired like no miscommunication in tna yeah what Mm -hmm. no way (laughs) money walks ted dibiase jr has announced that he will let his current wwe contract expire said he's had a blast but it's time to focus on some other things like being a dad and a family man you think this guy's done with wrestling you know what? He's probably going to be done for a year. You know what I mean? Probably mm-hmm. try to make it as a real estate agent or maybe come up with his own company doing something he has an interest in. And like Stone Cold says, that road always calls for you. And he'll probably get that itch and he'll probably go to Ring of Honor or oh, TNA and, and try something there. It'd be interesting to see him try something new. Yeah. Because I think he's got some goods. He's got the look. They put him in the damn Marine movie. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So. Yeah, he even mentioned that in his video. Like he did movies for this company, right? Yeah. He's so away. who knows? But I think he'll. I think he'll give it one more go because it kind of ended so anticlimactic. Just, weird. Yeah, just yeah, yeah. And so I think he'll give it one more go, and then we'll see where it goes from there. Well, I think where we go from here is take a break. We went real long on this. Segment. I like it. Real long. So we'll come back and we'll talk some raw. Monday yeah? Night Raw. Monday Night Raw on the Spanish Announce Table Trending Topics Network. Did you know we've moved? Our new home at Trending Topics Network. 
Fightful.com, bringing you new content like Fight Show Live and the Spanish Announce Table, and the same shows that you've come to enjoy like Old School at the Movies, Pending Mobile Technology, and The Real News. Make sure you check us out every week, TrendingTopicsNetwork.com. Yo, 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 yo. Pop a 40 and check your rollies. It's crime time. Brooklyn, Brooklyn. We're bringing it, bringing it. They were great. Crime Time was great. Yeah. I and, love Crime Time. And they could have been, like, the great thing with them is you could have made them really, like, uh, ECW, like, the gangstas. Yeah, like some actual thugs. Yeah, yeah like, you know, the like gangstas, New Jack, and, New Jack yeah. and stuff were real, like, oh, my God, these guys could really stab me right now. You could have went there with them, or you could have, what I think really kind of ended their career is they went too comical. Ha ha ha! We stole. <laughs> like yeah, it, it, it. I think they needed a little bit more edge, but as a tag team, they did really well. And uh, you know, they main evented a Raw with Shaq. Yeah, you know, against I mean, Big Show and uh, Chris Jericho one night. They were good. I liked Crime. I did too. And, and uh, to, for the life of me, I don't know why JTG still has a job and Shad Gaspar doesn't. But whatever. Um, we'll just move on. We open Raw with Triple H. Uh, well, the Shield's standing at the foot of the ramp to uh, stand guard as Triple H comes out. He uh, recaps what happened at SummerSlam with Daniel Bryan, Randy Orton. Talks crap on Bryan. He calls out Randy Orton, who's still not wearing any pants. Yeah, what the hell? Now, he has a match later, so... I don't care. Wear some damn pants. Pants. Wear some pants. Thing is, like, he's got the shirt just, yeah. just down there where it looks like, is he even wearing any pants? Right. Like, any, any trunks? Anything? Yeah, wear some... Or some shorts, for know. God's sakes. Well, he congratulates Randy Orton on breathing new life into the WWE and says he's bought him a brand new Cadillac Escalade, which, as anybody, any long-term wrestling fan knows, this is not going to turn out well for Yeah, that there's vehicle. never been a car that's been involved in a storyline that just goes, oh, there it is, and yeah, there it went yeah, away. There it goes away, yeah. And Triple H makes note that he paid for it out of his own pocket, not from WWE funds. Daniel Bryan comes out, stands at the top of the ramp. Uh, he congratulates Randy on his new ride and says it's way better than his Honda Fit, which I thought was funny. <laughs> Um, Brian thanks the fans for supporting him, thanks Cena for facing him, and then he thanks Triple H for finally proving that his vision for WWE is as narrow-minded and misguided as Vince McMahon's. He calls Triple H a sellout in a suit. Now, what he did say that was good was he said Orton keeps talking about being the face of the WWE, and then he says at Night of Champions, that face will be rearranged. Yeah, so like it, was a good, it was a good, you know, uh, standing up to uh, the man, as, as it would go, and... Uh, it was good. It was serviceable as a good opening segment to get you interested in the rest of the night. Yeah. I um, It was good. And then uh, Triple H makes a uh, gauntlet match against the Shield for Brian later, and we'll get into that more later. Um, they go to a WWE app vote. Fans could vote on the WWE app for the Axel Punk match later with the stipulations of A, Paul Heyman banned from ringside, B, Paul Heyman's special guest referee, or C, if CM Punk wins, Paul Heyman will be forced to step in the ring with CM Punk. And my thought was, gee, I wonder what's going to win. Yeah, I mean, just, I don't you know, know. Even if these are real and they actually take real votes and actually tabulate them, they make it, like, you know, you're not going to pick these other things. Right. You know, like, you're yeah, going to yeah. pick C. Like, yeah. I just wish they wouldn't do this anymore. I you know get, I mean? Like, well, I mean, I get why they do it because then they can use it to advertisers. Like, look how many people use our app. Don't you want to advertise on our app? That's true. And that makes yeah. sense. 
And there's marks out there. Oh, of I mean, course. Marks. And there's just people who want to be a jackass and say, you know what? No, Paul Heyman, special guest referee. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so they'll put like B. To that, yeah. But to them, it's, hey, there's one more person using our app, advertisers, you know, Gillette, all these big money corporations. Yes. Don't you want to spend money with us now? You want to get, yeah, we'll yeah. see a Dollar Shave Club. But at app. least they could have gone with better options. Yeah, something. You know? uh, but, you know, they want to make it the way you really don't have a choice. Right. You're going to pick C. Yeah. Well, we get Cody Rhodes versus Fandango. Damian Sandow on commentary, which is always a plus, if you mm-hmm. ask me. The funniest part of this, though, is middle of the match, Fandango's music hits. Mm. And The Miz comes out, dresses him, and he's dancing like a fool. I mean, yeah. it had me laugh. With Rosa Mendez. With Rosa Mendez. Yeah. Even, which is... Yeah. Uh, Giving Summer Rae <laughs> for a run for her yes. money, you know? Um, so that was pretty funny. I mean, if you didn't see that, you got to check out Miz. You know, for as bad as that could have came across, mm-hmm. that was funny because just the way he acted like it. Yeah, and he's good at that jackass baby face. He's not yes. he's not a good traditional baby face where someone's beating him up and don't you want to see him come back to get the victory? No, no he's fuck a smart that guy. Ass. But he's a funny, like, smart ass. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I like that joke. That was a good one. Uh-huh. And this was a good joke on, on Fandango, Fandango yeah. because no one's really attacked him as far as you're, you're a being a spoof, yeah yeah, 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 you're being, yeah, you're being spoofed. Yeah. So, no, so Cody takes advantage of the distraction, gets a roll up pin for the victory. They've been doing a lot of roll ups lately. Yeah, I've noticed, noticed that. that. Uh, Fandango attacks Cody, who starts to get the better of him when Sandow attacks and Miz comes in to help. They clear the ring. Well, Brad Maddox comes out. He and uh, his best Teddy Long. He, well, he comes out to a loud boo first of all. all right. So it tells me he's getting over. But he says everyone is Fandangoing to a different tomb. A tune and DJ Maestro Maddox says it's time to partner up, which I thought was funny because mm-hmm. even I think it was JBL was like, Who? <laughs> but yeah, he pulls a Teddy Long special and makes it a tag team it's match. It's a tag team match. Uh, so uh, we'll get that. The spirit now. of Teddy Long still lives. <laughs> yes, we get that now. And Fandango begins to leave during the middle of the match, which he's doing all the time. All the time. Because so. well, here's the thing, and I think this is why it's smart for him to do it, is he's almost getting babyface cheers. And so he still has to be a heel because that's what they want him to be. Right. So what more heel thing can you do than, I ah, give up on this match. I don't want to perform for the fans or I don't want to help out my partner. Yeah. And so he leaves. But my favorite thing that he does is so Damian Sandow gets pinned, one, two, three, yeah. and he still grabs the mic. It's, it's fun. Dongo. Like, yeah. And then his music hits. Yeah. So he gets the last laugh, like, screw you. I'm still the and main And everybody's always like, what the hell, man? Yeah, what the hell? Like, but then, like, a minute in, though, everyone goes, all right, well, I'm going to do it, too. Then, da-da, da-da, you know? So oh. he's great because he's kind of like The Miz except for the heel version. You know what I mean? Right. He's not overpowering, menacing, you know, power slams and kicking your ass. And he's not really, uh, you know, getting his ass kicked and, oh, running away. Yeah, yeah. He still has that machismo, yeah, I'm like, cooler than you. Yeah, yeah. But I'm not. It's not worth my time. Right, yeah, yeah like yeah. you guys are all beneath me, you know, and so yeah. he's doing a really great job as a heel. Well, we get Josh Matthews in the back interviewing Christian, and he asks him what he thinks about Triple H's vision of the WWE recently and the things he's done to other superstars. And Christian says, obviously, it's not wise to say bad things about the new regime, but he says he lived through the Helmsley-McMahon era uh, during the Attitude Era, and he's got the scars to prove it. Now Orton interrupts and says he'll beat them in their match later. Which I don't if they if they announced that earlier in the show. I didn't. I catch. didn't catch that. Um, but Christian had just a quick little funny one liner, which I thought was funny. And I've got it here. I know that Triple H likes to play with sledgehammers, and it seems that uh, he's found himself a new tool. <laughs> and that's the Christian I miss. Yeah, Those that's quick the Christian little jabs. Yep, 
the funny little humor, you know, like mm. the like the like you always say, I'm the cooler than you. Yeah, you know yeah, yeah. I mean? like you, yeah. I'm so one up in you. Act tough all you want, but yeah, I got uh, you here. Yeah. You know, here's my ace right here. I'm gonna play this card. And those guys always just, and we'll get into the match later. But those guys always, like I said, you know, when we right. did our favorite SummerSlam uh, matches, honorable mention was Christian Orton, and they always put on good match. And I don't, I don't even know what it is because it's not. You don't look at them and go, oh, this would be money. Yeah. But every no. time they're there, it's like, damn, yeah. they are so they good. They work really well together. Well, we get Paul Heyman and Curtis Axel in the back, and Heyman's upset over the fans being able to vote on that stipulation from earlier. Axel is confident that it won't matter because he says Punk can't out-wrestle him, which is garbage juice. Well, but, but you've got Axel being more perfect than perfect, yeah, it makes sense for him perfect. to say, yeah, yeah whatever. Yeah, um, Then uh, so we get that match. Curtis Axel versus CM Punk, uh, the results of the app voter in. And, of course, Heyman will be forced to get in the ring with CM Punk if CM Punk wins the match. That's a good match. I mean, Axel looked good against Punk, and he's good. Axel can wrestle, you know, going backstage kind of. When Rock came back to wrestle, the way he worked off the rust was getting with Curtis Axel. Right, yeah. So, you know, obviously the the top name guys thinks he has it. Well, and, Triple H likes him, yeah. Right, and CM Punk likes him because they're doing stuff. The only thing that makes me worried about Curtis Axel in this feud is unlike Brock Lesnar where he's this monster, I'm Brock Lesnar, you know. It seems like Curtis Axel's kind of I mean, yes, in our in our minds he's not uh up there at the CM Punk level, but at least make it uh, allude to that he could be because it just seems like Punk is GTSing him all the time like get out of my way, get out of my yeah, way. Yeah, yeah. Punk's even, rolling him. Right, cuz even when uh they put him in the handcuffs later on. Yeah. Uh, he still gets the better of him. Well, yeah, Punk gets to his feet and just kicks him in the head, rolls out of the ring, and goes to Heyman. It's like, do a little bit more. Yeah. Do something. It just seems like he's you getting... His, his voice bothers me. It sounds like he's like talking from the back of his nose. He's like, Paul, I can do this. Yeah, you know? yeah. And I'm just like, God, man. This well, my thing that man. I don't like, and this is the only little thing I don't like about Curtis Axel, is when he comes out and he does like... he like he's Superman. Yeah, it's like, you realize you're not wearing a shirt. Yeah. Okay. What are you, Triple H taking off an invisible shirt? Right, exactly. <laughs> so, so don't do that. But other than that, he's a great wrestler. I just feel like he's not developing. I, I wish they'd do more five-star caliber. Not five-star, but more great wrestling matches to where it pushes CM Punk to his limit to show that Axel could be this good. Well, so obviously Punk gets the win. Uh, he's about to, I mean, Heyman keeps trying to escape, but they got rest, bring him back. Security guards bring him back. Uh, he gets in the ring, and right as Punk's about to, to just nail him, Curtis Axel gets the low blow. Mm-hmm. The crowd starts chanting, you suck, you suck, loud. I thought that was cool. Uh, of course, you mentioned the handcuffs. They handcuff Punk behind his back, beat the crap out of him with that kendo stick. They destroyed that man with that kendo stick, and they destroyed the kendo stick. They broke the kendo stick. Yeah, I know. They... Right, if you try to go out and break a kendo stick, you might not be able to do it. Right. And Heyman... Just raped him. Yeah. With this, with this and thing. you know what? And God, it was so good. This really made me reinterested into the storyline of Heyman and and Punk. Because honestly, I was getting without Brock Lesnar involved. Because I, as we know, he's probably going to be involved in WrestleMania with right. someone else. I mean, you can't. I can't see him coming back at WrestleMania and going Undertaker. Punk. Yeah, I think it's going to be Undertaker. But now he's out of that storyline, and with Axel kind of just getting kicked and put to the curb i was like oh, i'm kind of not interested but when 
Heyman is hitting him with the kendo stick and yelling, you were my best friend. I cared about Hit him. you. I cared about I bothered you. you. I loved you. You know, oh. you were my best friend. It was like, damn. And then he even cried. Yeah, and we'll get into that too. Yeah, I was yeah, like, son man. of a bitch. Some that walrus chants, huh? I haven't yeah. heard that in a while. I know. Good job, Rock, for getting that started. Yeah. But, uh, wow. Yeah, it just made me reinterested in it because of the, the raw emotion invoked by Heyman in this. Well, the next thing that came up was Natalia versus Brie Bella, and I was wondering why JoJo was a special guest ring announcer until I figured out later why they wanted to place her out mm-hmm. there with the rest of the Total Divas because Natty comes out with the Funkadactyls, Brie comes out with Nikki and Eva Marie. Uh, you know, standard Divas match. Brie gets the pin after a face buster to Natty, which looked good, where she, like, jumps up and Yeah, yeah, that's a good, you know, X-Pac really started that, Yeah, I, I think. Well, it works the well for the Divas. It works though. great for the Divas because it's it's not hard to do. Right. But it does look believable. If well, you throw someone on their face, And it's also, that could start good feuds because, you know, Divas, they're pretty. They right. care about their looks. Yep. So you're bashing their yeah, face Yeah, break their nose, you know, or whatever. Um, well, we get AJ Lee comes out, and she disses the cast of Total Divas, and cuts a promo that we're going to play some of the audio from might have been one of the best promos i've heard in a while i think it's the best female or divas however you want to say the best divas promo i've ever heard yeah so true to life and we're just going to play it here because she starts talking about how she's better than them but i i cut this down to the last part where her main points were here i have saved your divas division i have shattered glass ceilings i have broken down doors why so so a bunch of ungrateful, stiff, plastic mannequins can waltz on through without even as much as a thank you? You guys can't even go backstage and shake my hand and look him in the eye because you know that I worked my entire life to get here. I gave my life to this, and you were just handed 15 minutes of fame. I didn't get here because I was cute, or because I came from some famous wrestling family, or because I sucked up to the right people. <laughs> I got here because I am good. I earned this championship. And no matter matter how many red carpets you guys want to walk in your $4,000 ridiculous heels, you will never be able to lace up my Chuck Taylors. The crowd even. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I love it. You are all worthless excuses for women. And you will never be able to touch me. And that is reality damn just amazing that was good and this is why i thought it was a really great shoot interview the bella twins that whole entire time if you replay it yeah you keep hearing two girls just yelling and if you didn't see it they kept showing it yeah it was the bella mad. twins getting pissed they were mad and um one of the funkadactyls threw her damn yeah uh, pom-pom you can right. tell like I think they knew, obviously, this was going to happen, but I don't think they knew the content. Yeah, I think what they probably, the idea they thought was AJ's going to come out saying, you girls can have your show. Yeah, you guys can have your show, but I'm the champion. No, she went into him, and she went into him hard. That Chuck Taylor's line was great. You can tell she felt every word of that. Yeah. That was just. But here's the thing. AJ Lee is highly attractive. Yeah. Don't say you're not attractive. Well, yeah. you are highly attractive. Right, but, right. But I know well, what no, she's getting said, at. she said, I didn't get this because I'm cute. Right, right. I mean, she's a great wrestler. Right. And, you know, for people who are familiar with her career, you know, you see the picture of her crying at age 11, getting an autograph from Lita. You know, right. she's not uh, the Bella Twins who are hot and just decided to do wrestling. Yeah, no, she's been a wrestling she's fan. She's a wrestling fan. Yes. It's almost similar to the storyline of Daniel Bryan 
uh, John Cena where it's, I'm a wrestler and you're just put in this spot because you're the face. Where the right. Bella Twins are the face of the Divas division. But AJ Lee yeah. really is the one that's Even awesome. afterwards, some of the tweeted responses from the, the oh, Divas are... Oh, and this is great. Because I'm honestly, you know, we've crapped on the Divas since episode one of this show. Right. But now I'm honestly interested because you can go so many different ways with this you could go total divas versus the rest of the divas you could have yeah. aj and layla and alicia fox and bring up an nxt girl emma who i want to come up on the roster bring, asap bring back karma yeah well oh. karma would kill all of them karma would be wrestling dudes oh, if she came back dudes. but you could do the total divas versus i don't know what the name would be called but <laughs> The other divas, yeah, and, I don't know. and you could do like faction versus faction, and have all of them involved, and make it relevant. Or you could just have the the dominant champion going through all these divas, the total divas, because they suck, and just showing their, you know, lack of wrestling experience or whatever I, they want to call it. I rewound and watched that promo like five times. It was great. It was amazing. And my favorite was my favorite. Favorite was Brie and Bella. You know, we're right here. Yeah, we're, we're right, right here. here. Like, okay, like, gangster girls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like they got really like yeah. hood with it. Like you were ready to see them pull out their weave and walk up. And take their, <laughs> you know, they were about yeah. to ready to that yeah. to that point. I like the sucked up. To right. The I was like, oh, right. Yeah. I, I'm very curious. I would have loved to have been a fly on the wall. Yeah. To see what the reaction was from the guys. Yeah. Oh, you know, when Punk pa- said a bunch of great things. Uh, Mick Foley said a bunch of great things, too, but he kind of tried to come to the... Yeah. He's a, he's a creeper, anyway. He right. With all the divas. Yeah. Um, but who else did? I mean, so, uh, just people were all over the thing going, damn. I want to I see what John Cena and Daniel Bryan had to say. Oh, man. Especially da- Daniel Bryan, because I know he can empathize with what AJ yes. Lee was saying. So I want to know. But yeah, he's got a he's got the girly friend now. Yeah, he's got the girly friend, but he oh. can also say I was in the spot AJ Lee was. <sighs> but it was great. It was phenomenal. It was the other than the Heyman Punk thing, which you could always expect from them. AJ Lee was the most the biggest surprise and, and my favorite thing from Raw. Yeah, I didn't expect that to happen. Right. I thought here we go another told you was match. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it ended great. Oh man, it's such a oh. But we're gonna take a break. Come back and we'll finish Raw when we come back to the Spanish announce table on the TrendingTopicsNetwork.com. One zero two five, the fan, the biggest name in KC sports radio, Jim Rome. Give it a shot. You want something radical? Try that. Jim Rome is sports radio weekdays eleven till two on FM Sports Radio one zero two five, the fan. He who shall remain nameless. Yeah, you know, he did a horrible, 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 horrible thing to end his life and the life of his wife and child. Taking that away, the character of Chris Benoit was amazing. Yeah. No, and yeah, he served his purpose. And, I mean, he was good at what he did, obviously, and worked mm. real hard. But, God, man, it's just such a... What he did obviously overshadowed anything and everything that he did in the ring. Yeah. But I like to remember Chris Benoit for the match at WrestleMania with Kurt Angle, you know, where they tore down the house and he yeah. actually got a standing ovation. I like to remember him for those I types of things. I remember the best of seven with Booker T. Yes, in WCW. Yeah. Oh, man. They talked about that. Uh, my friend Dan the Cannon interviewed Booker T and he brought up that question. And mm-hmm. 
you know, I mean, Booker T's reaction is kind of, I mean, it's, it's kind of the same as everybody. It's kind of like, I really kind of don't know how I'm supposed to feel about this. Because he wasn't, he was a wrestling guy too. It wasn't like he came from another world, entered in pro wrestling, became a huge star because of, you know, his look or whatever. He went in and he was respected because he put in the effort. Unfortunately, it just in, ended the worst possible way anyone could have ever thought. I was uh, in Oklahoma City, I think. I was in the military. And I somebody had said that, like, oh, you're a wrestling fan, right? Yeah, Chris Benoit died. And I was like, what? And, oh. you know, and I was just kind of like, oh. And I didn't know much about it. And mm-hmm. then they did that whole thing on Raw where they Tribute. ended the, ended the storyline of Vince McMahon who was supposedly dead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because that was originally supposed to be Vince's last time on TV. He was wanting to go away, and I think, if I remember correctly, that's then when Triple H was going to take over as being the CEO, and he then would be the Vince McMahon character. But then the Chris Benoit thing happened. I remember I was, actually. I was in uh, a summer class, uh, Algebra 2. That doesn't surprise me. Right. I was in college. <laughs> oh, okay. summer, summer, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, summer class right. for college. I mean, like high school, you're in no, summer no, no, school. No, 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 no. <laughs> I was, a, I, was a, I think, a junior. I think okay. I was a junior. Okay. In college, summer class, summer school class for Algebra, because I suck at math, did it all by myself. And my teacher, who was kind of a pro wrestling fan, yeah. actually – uh, during our break, because it was a three-hour class, during our break, was like, hey, come here. I'm like, what's up? And he's like, uh, you know that Crispin Wall guy? I'm like, hey. He's like, he died. Yeah. And I'm like, damn. And then the next week they – or no, it was a Monday night class, and so then they did the raw tribute right. thing. And then the next time we had the class and all that news broke, he was like, wow. What the hell? And I, I know, and I was like, I don't know. It still kind of gives me – It's so oh, yeah. Now they're going to make a movie about it or whatever? Yeah. I don't want to see the movie. That's Chris, stupid. Chris Jericho's – book yeah uh, has a real emotional part about that like when he found out yeah i don't want to see the movie though either yeah that there's no no it's just it's something that needs to be left alone but we need to move on man right monday night raw we had rob van dam versus alberto del rio ricardo rodriguez announces rvd again which what he's doing did you notice the botch RVD tries to pick up ADR and kind of straddle him over the ropes. Oh, yeah, yeah. And he screws it up, and ADR has to, like, saddle up on there. Yeah, Yeah, it was bad. But are you interested in this storyline? Nope. I'm not either. And here's the thing. I like to see Rob Van Dam in the title picture. I really, really, really hate what they're doing with Del Rio and what they're doing with the world title. Stop having him lose so damn much if he's going to be the world heavyweight champion. And stop giving me the match on Raw or SmackDown like what they did with Christian before the pay-per-view. Yeah. And I'm sorry, Ricardo Rodriguez standing up on the announce table just to chant RVD, what the hell does that yeah, do? I don't know. And why This is the yeah. – I hate it. I hate – they need to the, – the belt and the storylines were so much cooler with Dolph Ziggler. Yeah, I mean, give it back to Dolph. What is Dolph doing? Trying to get RVD over again and get him up in the top tier. They, they already have him. All, they already yeah. have him there. Well, he's they, the, he's the number one contender now for Night of Champions. So, and we'll get into our picks. Obviously, you know the show before that, but we'll just move on. I mean, it's 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 a. It is. It was what it was. It it's not going anywhere. It's not interesting. It, it it's a disservice to the title. And it's a disservice to both Del Rio one because he's doing this with Christian and everyone else and RVD. They're better than this. 
It's very lazy think, story writing. Think. Well, we got Ryback backstage, and another one where I think he's better than this. I mean, uh, he's been doing so well on these bully angles. This one was kind of throwaway. Josh Matthews says, people are calling you a bully, and he kind of just grabs him by the face and throws him around and says, I finally figured out how to shut you up. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I think that was just to serve time. Yeah. Keep Waste him, a couple minutes. Yeah, keep him, keep him relevant, but serve some time. He probably got his time cut short. Maybe he thought he had six minutes, and then right before they go on, they go, you got two. Oh, shit. Okay, this one I do. Well, so we get Axel and Heyman in the back. They're talking to Renee Young about what happened earlier with Punk, and Heyman looks like he's been crying, as you mentioned earlier. I mean, his eyes are red. Like he's been crying over what all has been going on. Uh, he even sniffles a little bit. He says uh, Punk will learn that Heyman is the last person he should come up against. Uh, they get in the car and drive off, and um, Axel was still wearing his wrestling gear. No pulled pants. A, pulled a Randy Orton, no pants, no shirt. Yeah. What are you you going to stop at the gas station get a Slim Jim in your trunks? <laughs> like, get the uh, fuck out of uh, here. I need, I need uh, some, uh, uh, yeah, I need pull, a. Pull over here and give me a Slim Jim and a yeah, Twinkie. I need, I need a Slim Jim, <laughs> uh, a Red Bull, and uh, and uh, you going to need hot dogs ready? Jesus. Sir, you're not wearing a shirt or pants. Yeah, but yeah. I look great, right? Right. Hey, asshole, put on some pants at least. But, you ah, know. Yeah, they need to start wearing clothes, damn it. <laughs> like, yeah. It's just stupid. But, yeah, that was, it was just hard to believe. Well, we get Christian versus Randy Orton, and this match went on for a while. Mm-hmm. Uh, this spanned like two breaks, I think, even. Mm-hmm. Uh, Randy Orton gets tossed to the outside. He's seen holding his ankle at one point. I was worried that maybe he hurt himself. I don't know if you caught that. Like, early on in the match. Uh, yeah, I did. He's thrown out to the out, and he's kind of like holding his ankle, and I was like, oh um, yeah, that, that's the last person you need hurt. Yes. Uh, he thumbs Christian in the eye, eventually gets the RKO for the pin. And this sets up Daniel Bryan on the big screen. He's in the back uh, with with the Escalade. And he asks if he wins the title at NOC, would he become the new face of the WWE? And then he turns around and reveals that he spray painted yes, 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 all over the, the Escalade. Yeah, it was great for two reasons. One, I love to see spray paint back in pro wrestling. It takes yeah. me back to the days of NWO. Yes, spray that, paint the yellow stripe. Right, yeah. Oh. yeah, it takes me back to the days of NWO, so I was glad to see that. And two, it was it's so simple to chant yes, and it's so fun, but it made a point of, I, I just wrecked your yeah. stuff. You know, what, you can't really recreate what Stone Cold did when he filled up the Corvette with cement, and he was doing right. all these types of things. So you're re, you're kind of recreating your own thing, like adding a new wrinkle into damaging property. So I thought it was great. You know, the the yes was perfect for that. Well, they called it a yescalade. Yeah, afterwards. <laughs> that's perfect. <laughs> yeah, that was good. Well, so following that, we get Triple H, Randy Orton, and Brad Maddox, the Mad Ox, the Mad Ox. I hope to God that gets played. I hope when they reveal that character, I want all of your references of the yes. Mad Ox to the be Mad compiled, Ox. and I want you to send it to them yes. and date it. Yeah, I, I want fuzzy pants, yep. hooves, like yeah. you know, horns. Yeah, for this episode, it's it's uh it's August uh tw- we're recording it on August twenty seventh. So WWE, when you guys come with this, remember Captain Ox. Captain Awesome oh. came up with Mad Ox way before you did. Oh, so they're in the back with the Yescalade. Um, Mad Ox informs him that everyone is laughing in the back, even the the superstars and divas about it. Triple H says uh, it's getting personal now. He says that car is his personal property that he gave to Randy Orton. Says that belt is also his personal property that Randy Orton carries around for him. And things are getting personal. He tells Maddox to go get every superstar and even to go out to the ramp. And they'll watch what happens to Daniel Bryan later in the gauntlet match. And if any one of them crosses the line or tries to help Daniel Bryan, then he will 
personally fire them and laugh while he's doing it. Getting serious. Yeah. And it was a good promo. Triple it was. H. Triple, Triple H, H is, is great. great. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He, he's a very, very, very top ten heels of all Cerebral. time. Cerebral. The, yeah. The recurring theme of personal. Mm-hmm. Personal, personal, personally, personal. Just adds that extra touch. Very good. Well, then we get Titus O'Neil versus Jack Swagger. You know, I'm <laughs> tired of Jack Swagger. I really am. I think uh, yeah. I don't care about him. I, I, I like. Fucked. Yeah. <laughs> and not even that. It's just. Fuck a lot. It's not even that. It's just he only does we the people. I get it, man. The people. Stop. Oh. Like. Jack Swagger. But Zeb Coulter is amazing. Oh, my gosh. And now that's what I'm going back to, back in the headlines. Who would you rather see in that character right there? Yeah. AJ or Jack Swagger? He said it's time to draw the line. And speaking of lines, talked about welfare lines. And he said, if you can't feed them, don't breed them. And I just thought, God, <laughs> they are just letting him loose. Right. It's oh. great. Yeah, he is amazing. I, I think to make Jack Swagger's matches – Better, they need to always have Zeb Coulter on commentary. Yes, put him on commentary. Every yes. single time. Yes. I know there's some times where he's just, you know, uh, around the ring a- apron and he's just yelling, you know, stuff. Always have him commentary because that's the only way I'm going to pay attention to to a Jack Swagger match. Yeah. He's he, he should be a jobber. Well, well, he did. He jobbed the Titus. Well, I mean, he should always be a jobber. Yeah, he should be the next Brooklyn Brawler. He should be the next <laughs> Barry Horwitz, <laughs> Jack you know? Well, we get a Wyatt family vignette, and this was amazing. And I didn't get the audio because it's long, but... Hmm. Okay, I'll tell you this. Yeah. Because I sent you a text about this. Yes, you did. It was amazing, but WWE got in its own way. I hate, especially in vignettes like this, when they're trying to create a theme and they're doing the cuts where they keep uh, Bray Wyatt still for like you know half a second, or then they cut in him doing a finisher... It, it it got me mentally focused on the yeah. vignette, oh, and it I was set the tone and, right, and I was and I was sold out to it, and I was one hundred percent into it. And then I broke concentration, and I broke focus when you show me the crowd watching what I'm watching. I don't give a shit that yeah. they're watching what I'm watching. I know there's got to be a reason Stop they're doing it. that because they do it almost every time. I get it with the backstage segments a little bit. I just understand what the purpose is. They're, I don't they're get the purpose doing this though. Like, this is a thought-out thing. Yeah. Why? But don't do it when you have an edited, greatly produced vignette. Yeah, you didn't do that with Brock Lesnar. Yeah. Yeah, you didn't – yeah, you don't show the Brock Lesnar one and then show the crowd watching Brock. So some jackass eating a hot dog watching the thing. Or three people turn around to the jib arm as it, you know, pans from left to right and they go, oh, look at the camera. Well, now you got those three fans not paying attention to your product. And now I have to watch those three fans – Looking at the damn camera. Oh, it's so stupid. Don't ever break my focus when you're trying to establish a theme. And but, that's what they did with that. And it was a great vignette. Sister he, Abigail. He mentioned perfect. Sister Abigail. Who died. Who died. But is what planted the seeds for him to be this dark leading character. Mm-hmm. Uh, so what, was he raised by nuns? Like, is that? I don't, I don't know. know. Yeah, but man. they said, you are the leader. You are it. Yeah. You Oh, it was good. But then we get Brad Maddox. <laughs> the Maddox. I don't even know what an ox makes. Let's not do that um, one again. <laughs> no, he's going to do this. He's going to come in and... Let's not do that. <laughs> the Maddox, man. He's going to like... Like, you know, like, he's going to, like, tap his foot. He's going to be... Uh, what was that one? Matatar or... Uh, yeah, Manatar. Yeah, like, yeah. yeah. He's gonna... 
Yeah, like a pan flute. So there in the back, uh, doctor is saying Punk is refusing treatment. Uh, Punk comes in and says Maddox needs to give him Punk or give Punk a match with Heyman. Uh, Maddox makes it a handicap elimination match of Punk versus Heyman and Axel for Night of Champions and says that if he, uh, Heyman tries to back out, we'll never see him again. So the elimination match tells me Punk's going to eliminate Axel mm-hmm. and he's going to have Heyman alone. And then maybe Brock Lesnar maybe Brock Lesnar comes out. That's the only uh, wrinkle you could put in there that keeps the storyline going. The only thing I thought was interesting is how Punk insinuated that he would murder the yeah, wrestlers yeah, if they murder tried. him. <laughs> don't Punk. I get you. You're mad, you know, or you're supposed to be mad at that, but don't insinuate murder. Murder. As we just started the segment off with <laughs> Chris Benoit talk, <laughs> we don't need you to go and murder anyone right now. Uh, well, then we get the main event: Daniel Bryan versus the Shield in a gauntlet match, and this one goes the other way than we're used to. Usually, see the first one goes kind of quick. Second one's a little bit longer. Yeah. Third one, this one, it starts off with Seth Rollins, and, I mean, they go for a while. Yeah, and they and they do a great match, you know? One great thing they did was Renee Young's at the top with all the wrestlers, and she asked Big Show and Dolph Ziggler and Miz about their situations where they spoke out against the new regime, and they just refused to comment. Miz almost did, yeah, and, and then he, he stopped himself. Yeah, That was a cool, cool little thing to do, because I thought, honestly, I thought Renee Young with the microphone might, like, say something herself, and then they put her against... Uh, you yeah, know, yeah, yeah. Natty or yeah. someone or the Bella Twins was, or something. But. but Big Show sold that really well. Yeah. I mean, and he, he looked and, mad. And how cool was it to see the crowd chant Big Show? Yeah, like, you need to come in here and stop this. Like, you're yeah. right there. Go do it. Like, of all the guys, you could have, you know, Kept chanted Miz. Yeah, and he was like, oh, God, I want to oh. do something. It was really oh, cool to Triple see. Triple H comes out staring him down. Yeah. And he just looks the other way like mm-hmm. a scared dog. They're really setting a tone for that. Yeah. They're doing it right. Yeah, and Dolph then Orton even comes. Kinda looks the other way eventually. Right. When he's staring him down. Mm-hmm. Oh, it was really it was done really well. But like I said off off air before we started the show, as the storyline progresses, I'm not sure if Randy Orton is the right guy. This is just personal. If Randy Orton is the right guy to be the face of the WWE, just for the simple fact that. To me, being a wrestling fan, and they allude to evolution, they allude yes. to the McMahon Helmsley era, and all these things, and all these things. Well, hell, Orton DDT'd Stephanie McMahon in Kansas City. You know, yeah. Triple H invaded Randy Orton's house and all that stuff. And yeah. so, for Triple H to look at him and say, "Go ahead," it's like. Randy Wharton doesn't answer to you. Yeah. I mean, as far as like a grand scheme picture. So I really feel this well, character would be better used if they had a mid-card heel elevated to the main I, event status. I think status. it's good, though, because it will break down. Yeah. the two egos are going to butt heads. Yeah, maybe that's where it leads. But just down. the just the whole Triple H telling Orton what to do and where to go kind of thing, I feel like it would have been better used if they used a mid-card guy and elevated him to main event status, establishing a new star and then yeah. Triple H still has that CEO well, kind of the thing. The whole thing is, though, they're establishing Daniel Bryan. Right. Yeah, I know. So yeah, that's, yeah. The, that's the deal. Yeah. But, uh, of course, they beat him down, beat him up, mm-hmm. RKO, all that kind of jazz, triple power bomb. Uh, Triple H parts the superstars on his way out. He, like, waves them to the side to create a – make a lane, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? And then leaves out. Uh, ended the show that way, and it was great. It was great. I thought that was a really very, well yeah, done segment. Very well done. And you know that the, the crowd got a great dark main event where they got to leave home happy, you know. And so it was serviceable, and it was really good to get all these storylines progressing. But like I said, the, the most uh, eye-popping moment 
was AJ Lee. Oh yeah. That was the spot moment of the, of the night. night. Yeah. Spot of the night. With a close second being that kendo stick being broke over Punk's body. You know what it was? What? It was too cool. <laughs> oh yeah. Usos. No, this is I know, but Rikishi, I always think of Rikishi. Yeah. I don't think of too cool. I think of Rikishi's fat ass <laughs> and his dimply ass going around. Dancing. Yeah. And so then I think of the Usos, so shout Oos. out. Oh <laughs> Well we're gonna come back. We're gonna talk some SmackDown. On the Spanish announce table on the trending topics network.com. Mixed martial arts has found a home in Kansas City. Fight show live with Ozone and Tina. Tune in every Sunday night at 8 as they cover the cage with news, commentary, calls, and big name interviews. In the business of beatdown. He paused with the left and bang, right on the jaw. Fight show live with Ozone and Team Sunday nights at 8 on Sports Radio 1025 The Fan. Behold the king, the king of kings. On your knees, dog. My favorite Triple H theme song. Yeah, this was cool, man. I always think of that. Uh, it kind of debuted, I think, at WrestleMania. Right, yeah. He and had he had like, that elaborate oh, yes. just coat and just entrance and just... The skull crown yeah, kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was kind of like Conan the Barbarian-like, you know? It was really yeah. cool. It just feels like... This is another one where you're like, I'm going to go kick somebody's ass yeah, right now. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Triple H. One of the greatest of all time. Definitely. Triple definitely. H. Yes, he just gets it. Hence... He's the game. He's yep. taken over the industry. He literally is going to be the guy. Yep. He's the guy. And He's he was, the game. And he was in hog pin matches to start his career Hunter off. Hurst Helmsley. Yep. Just goes to show you, though, you're never stuck. You can figure it out. Yep. Flip the switch. Flip that switch. You can become Stone Cold Steve Austin, and then all of a sudden you're the... <laughs> Most money-making wrestler of all time. All right. Well, SmackDown on Friday, August 23rd. I didn't catch where they were. Did you ever catch? No. Because they open with Vicky Guerrero in the ring. So they don't do their typical pay in the crowd. Everybody's yeah, yeah, screaming. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Vicky Guerrero, she introduces Randy Orton. Orton gets some good heat. Uh, he promises to give the fans what they want and what they deserve. He promises that they will aspire to be him, which I thought was a good line. That was mm-hmm. a good promo he cut. Uh, he says he didn't know that Triple H was going to pedigree Daniel Bryan. Whether or not that comes out to be true or false in the storyline, we'll find out. But he says he appreciates the support of the entire McMahon family, and he asked the crowd for their support as well, and starts calling himself the face of the WWE, which plays out later on Raw. When we get Daniel Bryan to come out, crowd goes crazy, of course. Every time. Yeah. Uh, he says it's time for the face of the WWE to change. More yes chance. Uh, he starts calling Randy Orton pretty. He's like, man, I can't believe how pretty you are. Right, yeah. Look at you. You're pretty. And nice Orton's little like, jabs at yeah, him. Orton's like, all right, whatever. Um, but he also says that he's arrogant. He's been handed every opportunity in the WWE, which is true. Uh, he says those opportunities are because his father and his grandfather were there. And he says that he hasn't had that because he's not pretty, <laughs> but he can wrestle. And he can beat Randy for that title. And he has a rematch, and he wants it for tonight. 
Yes, Chance, obviously. Orton says, sorry, short stuff, but you're going to have to wait till Night of Champions, which was great. Yeah, great jab Just, right back uh, at him. Oh, I'm pretty? Well, you're short. Yeah. You know? <laughs> oh. Yeah, so, it was re- yeah, it was really good. The thing I like the most about this is you get to see the WWE title on SmackDown. You know, I can't right. think of the last time John Cena was ever on SmackDown. And so it was good to see the title being presented on SmackDown to where it makes SmackDown relevant. Now I actually seek after SmackDown. I don't just wait for after the event and then I'll watch it on my DVR. I actually want to watch it as it happens because now the big-time main event players are on that program. Yes, and I think that's a concerted effort from what I saw in the news. Is this is their plan. Yeah, and that's great because, you know, I started off this podcast as we started with episode one calling it Diet Raw. Yeah. And that's all it was. Yeah. And so now it's good to see that storylines are progressing on this show to where yeah. it's watchable. And I think what they're doing is they're not doing anything that you have to watch it for to get it on Raw, mm-hmm. but they do put little nuggets. This is where he starts calling himself the face. Right. Calling him pretty. Yeah. It's stuff that they can lead into on Raw, but it's nothing you had to see. Yeah, but it makes it. You didn't see the big it, swerve. You didn't see the big beat down or whatever. Right. I mean, like, I mean, you got some of that, but you get the idea. Well, then we get Vicky Guerrero and Wade Barrett in the back, and Vicky Guerrero is on the phone. How big? Okay, either they're giving their number out to everyone. Yeah. Or they are uh, constantly. <laughs> or they're constantly busy. You know. Uh, yeah, they're always on the and she's always. angry about Brian. Uh, Wade Barrett interrupts and asks for a match, and he wants like a, I mean, he wants a no, no rules. He wants to beat him up. He's like, he says he wants no rules, no DQ or something. And she says, yeah, we'll make it no DQ, we'll make it no count. And she goes, oh, better yet, we'll make it a steel cage match. And I thought you're going the wrong way. Go back to like no DQ, no thing. Like steel cage sucks. Right. There's no like you're not gonna be able to beat him down like that. Like they, I just the steel cage to me is so unbelievable that I can't elevate my disbelief. I'm going to throw your head in the cage. That doesn't hurt me at all. It's flexible. Yeah. It doesn't hurt at all. Right. It could be a hardcore match where you're going to hit me with a chair. Or a kendo stick. You know, a kendo stick. Yeah. So she makes that a steel cage match for later. I do like that Wade Barrett is being featured, though. He's almost like the secondary yeah. feud for Daniel Bryan because, obviously, Randy Orton and Daniel Bryan aren't going to wrestle on SmackDown. Right. So you got to keep them busy. And I feel like the Wade Barrett is a great serviceable feud for Daniel Bryan to where the crowd gets to chant yes, they get to see the yes lock, they get to see the well, crazy they work stuff. Well together. And they do work really well together. On their Nexus days, NXT. Right. Yeah, yeah. So I think it's really good for Wade Barrett, who even though he jobs to him every single time, it's good that he's getting experience with the top guy. So hopefully this helps him later on down the road and he can elevate his, his character. So we'll see. We'll see. It should be interesting. I, I, Wade Barrett – He's got more there than they're than they're allowing. Oh, before his injury, uh, leading up to WrestleMania when he broke his elbow, I mean, he was going to have a match with Randy Orton. People forget that he was going to have a match with Randy Orton at WrestleMania two mm-hmm. years ago, mm-hmm. and then they did Randy Orton Kane. But you know, Wade Barrett was going to be that next big star for them, and then he screwed it up. That's what I thought. Or he didn't screw it up. That's he just what got I injured. thought we were getting the Cena heel turn was that SummerSlam, God, ten, eleven, where. It was Nexus versus Team WWE. Yeah. And all signs were leading to that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, just I thought he's going to turn. Right. But that's when they uh, reintroduced Daniel Bryan, if you remember. That's true. Yeah, so that was good. Well, then we get Cody Rhodes versus Curtis Axel. Yeah, back on SmackDown now. Yes, back on (laughs) SmackDown. Uh, Good match. I mean, you know, obviously good workers. Heyman distracts Cody Rhodes while he's going to the top rope, which allows Axel to sneak attack and get the win. Um, Cody Rhodes jobbing. 
Yeah, which is weird because which is weird because we kind of we're both on the same page as maybe this guy is going to go for the world title with Alberto Del Rio, and maybe he still is. He's just kind of waiting for RVD to get out of the way. But it's weird for him to lose. I mean, he lost the perfect way for a babyface to lose. Gets distracted, yada yada. You know, cheap win for Curtis Axel. So it didn't really hurt Cody Rhodes. But I thought it was interesting that he lost. Yeah. Well, then we get a Heyman and Curtis Axel promo in the ring after that. Uh, Heyman basically calls Punk a baby for not accepting his loss against Brock <laughs> at SummerSlam like a man. Right. You know what I mean? I mean, yeah. he's just leaning into him. He's like, he says uh, Axel's blossoming and that no one can beat him for the IC title. I'm worried they're going to do this uh, match at Night Champions for the Intercontinental title. Well, then it better end in DQ because if CM Punk gets that title, who cares? He's the longest reigning WWE champion in the last 25 years. Uh, I'd like to see them put that Intercontinental title on a main eventer that's that's not in the title picture at the moment. Yeah, but not Punk. I think it's someone else. Yeah, Maybe RVD. He's a little too big for Yeah, it, he's it? way too big. You know, back in the Attitude Era, you know, Austin would never go after the IC belt after he yeah, won from Shawn Michaels. That's true. You know, Hogan would never go yeah, after Honky Tonk Man. To, you know, I mean, yeah, like, yeah. they have all those things, so it yeah. makes it even worse. Even. Right, yeah, yeah, exactly. It's not yeah. even, yeah. Really, if you look at it from a hierarchy standpoint, the world title is the Intercontinental title, traditionally right. speaking. So, yeah, he's even going lower than that. So, I, I don't think he should get championship. Well, Axel, the championship, I should say. Axel challenges Punk to a match on Raw, and he didn't do too bad in this part of the promo. Um, normally he's kind of like some of his voice just bothers me. Yeah, and he's and he's too tough guy ish. You know what yeah. I mean? It's too old school tough guy. I'm gonna kick your butt. Yeah, come on, face uh, me. Uh, and then like and then like I don't know how to end the promo, so I'm gonna laugh. Ha 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 ha. Because uh, I'm a yeah, heel. All heels oh, laugh to end their promos. The laughing, always the laughing. Yeah, it's a pet peeve of mine. Uh, I mean, I, I'm looking forward to this. Not yeah, the match, match yeah, though. anything, like I've always said, anything with Punk or Heyman, I'm always going to watch it, so uh, it'll be good, but it'll be interesting, like you said, with the, the Intercontinental title, what they do with that. I think we've pretty much booked this match already, though. Mm-hmm. Axel gets eliminated. Yep. Punk gets his hands on Heyman for a little bit. And then and then either Axel comes back and hits him with a chair. B-Rock comes out. Yeah, B-Rock, or maybe there's a new guy. Yeah, there could be another... It's not going to be AJ Styles. AJ! It's not going to be AJ <laughs> Ah, That would be so cool. It'll be... Get I, ready to fly. It'll Man. be Jack Swagger before it's AJ yeah, Styles. I know. I know. That's it. I know. Jack Swagger, newest Paul Heyman guy. No. Yeah. He's Zeb Coulter yeah. guy. No. 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 This is, this is your dream come true. No. Good Jack God, no. Swagger. I can just picture Paul Heyman now. Jack Swagger. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, I don't want to see that. But it could be a new guy, and that would make it even cooler, you know? You just add this army of badasses to put in front of Paul Heyman to where CM Punk just can't get through. What? There's too many guys. What about yeah. Wade Barrett? Yeah, Wade Barrett would even be a good Wade one. Barrett you know? would work. Hey, question. Yes? Um, I've got some friends over in England. Okay. British friends. I like that. I'm, I'm worldwide. I'm known yes. all over the world. Yeah. Um, is there ever going to be an English world heavyweight champion? Or WWE champion? No. You don't think there ever will be? Huh? No, they hate that accent. Uh, I really think they hate that accent. You think that's what it is? Because, I mean, they gave Sheamus Irish, right? But was, yeah, he was WWE, but he was a heel. Now, yes, they could do the English heel yeah. WWE champion. Yeah. That well, could yeah, definitely yeah. work. But I'm thinking like face of the company, you know, Bret Hart-ish yeah, kind no, of no, no, worker. No no, no. no. no, they will never do that. But- 
I think eventually but Christ, they give people. Yeah, somebody's got to have it. So if it's not a guy like a Wade Barrett, if it's not Stephen Regal, right? You know, William Regal, whatever right. you want to call him. Uh, if those guys didn't get it, who? What does this English person have to be to right. get there? Right. Yeah. You know, I, I think first off they get, they're going to have to be a heel because you could never parade an English champion. And this is just the harsh truth. I think it is. You could never parade this English champion with a thick English accent on Jimmy Fallon or, you know, Jay Leno or whatever show, you know, the late girls night shows. Girls love that British accent though. And they're trying to get some girls in. Nah, I mean, the program. You, you've got to have a once in a lifetime t- type of talent. Cause you even think about guys like Davey boy Smith never yep. even got the WWE yep. title. Yep. You know what I mean? So I think if it's going to happen, it's going to be a heel. But I don't think Wait, I don't I don't it. think any I, and the, I don't think any international star will be the face of the company. The yeah, highest no. you can go is that intercontinental level where Sheamus is, yeah. and, and world title. World that's title. Yeah, 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 world yeah, title, yeah. intercontinental, whatever. Is that that's the highest in, uh, any international uh, wrestler will be in the the company, which would be a really good question. We could do this later. What do you think happens first, though? An international champion, English, someone like that. Or a black one. Or a black champion. There's a good one. What if there's a black English one? Oh, my God. Mind blown. Vince McMahon's head would explode. <laughs> yeah, very true. Zeb Coulter would faint. <laughs> Zeb Coulter would be the perfect guy to feud with that, yes. that wrestler if yeah. it ever happens. But. Well, we get Big E Langston with AJ accompanying versus Dolph Ziggler. And what I wrote here on my notes is, Damn, are we really getting this again? Yeah, because here's the thing. These guys are both really cool, and I like I like their work a lot. But they're not putting on classics, so stop doing it. Yeah. I mean, he attacks Ziggler before the bell, and he's tossing him around like a rag doll. Now, you know, if, if you want to look at it from a bigger picture, bigger picture standpoint, hopefully maybe this is when we look back and we say, man, that feud – Big E had with Dolph really helped him catapult himself to intercontinental status or, you know, main event status, hopefully, because he's got that look and he's got the power. Maybe all this work is helping him get comfortable in the ring, but it's not doing anything for Dolph Ziggler, who should be in the main event. Do you think we're going to get this at Night of Champions? Ziggler versus Langston? There's no title in the mix, but I mean, you're just going to carry it out to the next one even? I hope not. I hope this is kind of it. Uh, well, I guess because we'll the 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 plus about this is it happened on SmackDown, not Raw. So they're hoping that you don't really pay attention as far as like it's a featured thing. Because right. I think what they're doing with Dolph is the what's your comments on Triple H? What's your comments on Triple right, H? Yeah, so yeah. I think they're trying to push him that way while still keeping Big E busy. Yeah, yeah. So that's what I hope is happening. Well, we're gonna take a break. We're gonna come back for hour two. We're going to finish the SmackDown talk, and then we're going to move on to everybody's favorite, Impact Wrestling. It ain't my favorite. It's everybody's favorite. Watch your mouth. I don't like it. All right, we're going to take a quick break. Spanish announce table on the Trending Topics Network, which just so happens to be on the TrendingTopicsNetwork.com.
When you get up, get up to date. Tiki Barber, Brandon Tierney, and Dana Jacobson. Dayton Moore, GM of the Kansas City Royals. This could be the Royals team that brings you back, I think. We feel like we're much improved, but uh, the division's much improved as well. It'll be an exciting year. Mornings 5 till 8, FM Sports Radio, 1025 The Fan. Slamming your brain through a table of wrestling knowledge. Oh my God, what's going to happen? Announce table. Welcome back to our dose of the Spanish Announce Table. I am Captain Awesome. I am T-Mac. Nobody cares who you are. Fair enough. All right? Fair enough. I mean, some people care. My mom cares. Actually, probably a majority of the listeners probably care. No, my mom cares. Your mom cares? She loves me. Oh, she told me. Hey, now. Hey, now. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, now. So, when we last left you, meanwhile, (laughs) (laughs) when we last left you, we were talking smack down... From this most recent week. And we were just going into Christian versus Alberto Del Rio. With the Mexican flags all around the ring, which I like. That's a little nice touch. It is a nice touch. It's better Um, than the damn Sin Cara fucking light show. Was this one too? Does this have Lillian? Was she Mm -hmm. introduced him in Spanish? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Uh, They discuss how Del Rio, uh, they keep talking about how he said he's going to give the Latinos to cheers for and look up to. Now, Mysterio is supposed to return in September. Mm-hmm. So is that where some of this is going? Maybe I hope so, but I mean we've already seen the promo or the 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 program with them, so we know kind of yeah. what to expect. But it, it would be good for Mysterio to go in there because he is a main event guy in everyone's eyes to go in there with a main eventer. If I never ever see Rey Mysterio again, I'm fine with it. I'm fine with it too, but I would really like for him to kind of get that Christian one more match. I'd like him to come and do a heel run. Was he, has he done a heel run? He's No, look, he can't. He can. He cannot. I bet you he has it in him. No, he's the Mexican John Cena. You know how much stuff in Mexico... John Cena will turn heel. No, he won't. It'll happen. No, he won't. It'll happen But you someday. know how much merchandise Rey Mysterio oh, sells to kids? His mask alone in America is a shit ton of cash. Yeah. Just imagine all the stuff in Mexico with the 619. 619, San Diego. I bet you all, I haven't been to San Diego in years, but I bet you 619 you can find at least one of those shirts a day if you walk around and look for it. Uh. So, no, he's always going to be a baby face. But it would be good to see him do that one more match thing with Del Rio because, obviously, WWE uh, don't care if he loses I so see Del Rio can I lose. I want to see him help Del Rio beat RVD and call RVD a puto. That would yeah, be cool. That would yeah, be cool. Yeah. Now, see, you could do something Can't like that. Say that though. <laughs> yeah. Well, you could do something like that with Mysterio if you did ever want to turn him heel. Just don't make him be the mouthpiece. Right. Because yeah. he can't cut promos no, for yeah, crap. You're true. 
That's very true. Uh, well, ADR cuts a promo and says he know after he wins with a cross arm breaker, uh, he says he knows all the Mexicans and Latinos look up to him and he wants to be the uh, and they want to be the next Alberto Del Rio. But he says they cannot be like him because they are peasants. Like uh, that, yeah. yeah. But he says they don't have to be. They can follow him into greatness. This is when Ricardo Rodriguez comes out and says that RVD does not look down on people and he stands up for them as opposed to ADR, obviously. Here's the other thing I don't like about Ricardo Rodriguez as a babyface is he taunts uh, ADR with that little rascal's uh, hand underneath the chin and moves the fingers. You know what I'm saying? Like this thing oh, right here. Does he really? Yeah, and I'm like, I didn't notice you're that. St- I that's do, and I, it irritates me. I'm like, you're stupid. Yeah, that's bad. Yeah, and he is that jumps something up. Then maybe in Mexican culture, does that mean something? Yeah, no. If that's something with Mexican culture that I don't know, well, let I, us know. Any Mexicans yeah. listening? Right to I'm, the Spanish announcement. Right, I'm ignorant. Us. If that if that doesn't if that does mean something, that's my ignorance. But if it doesn't mean anything, that's stupid as shit. Email us to tableshow at gmail.com and let us know. We have an email for later. Yeah. Which is something you wanted for. Asking you shall receive. But yes. RVD heads for the ring. Christian comes out of nowhere and knocks out ADR, which allows RVD to hit a rolling thunder on the prone Alberto Del Rio. And that was that. Yeah. Yeah. Like we said in, in the Raw breakdown, we really don't care about this storyline. So yeah. there was that. That's exact. yeah. Well, then we get Big Henry versus three... M B. Okay, so my beef with this is we've already seen Ryback by himself beat 3MB. Now you're going to get the two biggest competitors you have. Well, of course they're going to beat yeah. 3MB. Well, this was a standard squash match. And I, mean. I thought it was really good what the Shield said afterwards. Well, I have audio for Let it. Let me hear it. Yeah, so Big Show hits the WMD on Drew McIntyre for mm. the win. And then Rollins and Reigns show up on the Titan Tron, which is what they don't call it anymore. But, right, yeah, big screen. Um, One quick thing, though. You notice that Big Show doesn't do the choke slam anymore? He doesn't, huh? He just does the punch. I um, haven't seen him do a choke slam. Yeah, no, he does the WMD. I haven't seen him do a the choke slam in a of year. mass destruction. They could have came up with a better name for that. Yeah. That name sucks. It's okay. I actually like it because he's so big. and you know, It's not horrible, I'll say this. It's not great. It's not. It's great. better than the AA, which makes me think of alcoholic non- anonymous, not attitude well, adjustment. We get Rollins and Reigns on the screen. No, right. No Dean Ambrose. Well, because I think they're trying to focus in on the tag tag element, right. not the Shield versus these two guys. Well, I've got the audio. I want to hear it. All right. Again. Again. Hey. Hey. Big Show. Mark Henry, I told you to step up, and you go out there and you beat up 3MB? Do they not understand you? Can, can you talk to them? Well, look, Big Show, clearly you did not get the message on Monday night. After we dropped you from the sky, I am shocked that you got back up to your feet, but I'm glad you did. Because we are going to have a lot of fun knocking you down again. And the clock is ticking on your time here. And we're the wake-up call. Mark Henry, wake up, man. You've been floating around for a decade and a half. And you expect us to respect you? We'll never respect you. Two former champions have come together to form maybe the most imposing team in the history of WWE. 
and the two of you want a shot at our tag team titles? There's only one little problem with that, boys. We're just better than you. A new era has dawned, and the two of you have got to go. Believe that. And believe! So here we are again with uh, the new era. Right, You've old got school. To go. You gotta go. I like that. I like that theme. It's like a underlying tone that at least uh, Seth Rollins has. You don't really hear it from. Uh, the other two, but you right. definitely hear it from him. And I love that. You got to go. Got to, to go. Got to go. It's like the guy at, at his own party, like when he throws a party and he's <laughs> telling everyone to leave because they're breaking yes. shit. It's like, you got to go. I like that. Yeah. Uh, it was really good. Really good promo. I liked it a lot. I like it. And it was good to see them apart from Ambrose for a second. Yeah. It's, this is going to be a good match. I mean, we'll see that, obviously, at uh, Night of Champions. Should be a good match, but I don't see Big Henry coming down with the straps i mean we'll get no. to that later i'm sure but i think the only way either dean ambrose loses the united states title or the other two lose the tag titles is an implosion it because ha- they've been so dominant we've seen them beat the top three baby faces at one time they beat john cena sheamus and ryback in a match so the only way i feel like they could ever lose momentum is an implosion and a breakup yeah, you might ever you, you might be. Honest I don't think they can yeah. ever lose to a tag team or anything like that. No, I mean unless there's just somebody that's on fire. Wyatt family. Speaking of on fire, we get on Antonio. I said Antonio Cesaro and Darren Young, which Darren Young's obviously on fire at the moment. Um, now the crowd seems uninterested to start this match, which is a bit of a shock given recent events. I think I this is the thing I think about Darren Young. What they're trying to do, they're trying not to bring up that he's gay, gay, but they want you to know we like him. And here's the thing. I think people said, oh, he's gay? Cool. Uh, the Darren Young character, we want more out of that. Yeah. And so that's why they're not interested, at least in my eyes, yeah. because they're just, okay. I was more impressed with Cesaro. He looked vicious. I mean, he busted Young's mouth open. I mean, he was looked like a beast. He's spinning his wheels. Cesaro that is... That should be the Paul Heyman guy. Yes, Cesaro is amazing. There's a match. We talked about the Hulu Plus or yes. the Hulu. Yeah, yeah. There's a match down in NXT that he has with, uh, I, I can't remember. Uh, Whoever El Generico's name is. El now. Generico, but I can't remember his new name. Uh, but he has a match. Sami Zayn. Yeah, that, that's what it is. He has a match in NXT that you guys need to watch. It's amazing. Well, it's it, match of the year quality. Even this most recent one that I didn't get to finish, they were supposed to. So they'd had they'd done two, mm-hmm. and the second one I think was supposed to be the most like right. best match they've said in history. Yeah. Um, but on this most recent NXT, they were going to settle it with a two out of three falls. So I've still got to go back and watch right. that. Right, and that's what I'm saying. Cesaro, if WWE just got out of the way, he could be up yeah. there with the Daniel Bryan. Busy the, trying to put enough other people over, though. You know, I mean, it's just and it's the rumor be hard is to juggle all right. These. Oh, definitely, definitely. The rumor is is that the powers that the powers of B or powers that be or whatever, however you say that stupid phrase, uh, they're bored. They think he's boring, right? Which his character might be, but damn, his in-ring ability yeah. ain't. And that stomp, remember that stomp is yeah. amazing. I don't think he's boring. I don't either. I think he's great, but they know. think he's boring. So. Well, you know who's not boring? 
Ryback. Not right now. He's no. great. I love this bully. He's This backstage promo was his promo of the week here. Right. A guy comes up and asks him for his autograph for his son, who never misses the show. And Ryback seems surprising, or surprisingly. <laughs> I don't even know what I'm saying. We work right. in radio, folks. Thanks He's a lot. surprisingly happy to do it for him. But he does say, what's your kid's name? And he's like, Billy. And he's like, Billy. Stupid name. (laughs) (laughs) Well, so he signs it and he says, I bet, you know, I'm your son's favorite. And the guy was like, "Uh, what's your name? Which one are you? And he was so he says, what? (laughs) He's like, just like, you asking me for an autograph? You don't know who I am? And the guy keeps trying to say, hey, I didn't mean to offend you. This is for my son. He loves you guys. Well, Ryback rips up the thing and he says, tell your son, his father, is a scrawny pencil neck fool as he's ripping up the poster. I wish you would have said pencil neck geek though. Yes, you know? I know that's the classic line, right? Yeah, classy Freddie Blassie. Pencil neck geek. Yeah, but I mean, to, to he did his own thing, which is okay. But geek would have been cooler. Yeah, Ryback. I just oh, where are they going to go? Somebody's got to step up to him. Someone has to be the hero. He has to bully someone backstage, and it has to be a small guy. I think you yeah, know what I mean. I think you're right. Yeah, it some be a... some unassuming. Uh, you know, cruiserweight has to come up and poke him in the chest and say, I'm wrestling you, and then they do a feud. But they don't really have anyone that could do that, I don't Dolph think. Dolph Ziggler. Maybe. Yeah. I mean, really, maybe. That is true. Because then he could give them the jabs of yeah. just tearing them down. Because Dolph on the mic yeah. is amazing. So, yeah, he could possibly do that. Well, then we get our main event, Daniel Bryan versus Wade Barrett in a steel cage. And that happens. And that happens. I mean, the match was standard. I don't think there was any big spots. I don't think there was anything. Well, Barrett hit I, that badass clothesline that had Daniel Bryan flip over. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I forgot about that. That yeah. was kind of it. I mean, he yeah. did hit the double knee to the face of Barrett, which always looks vicious. Right. And then um, the coolest thing, though, was after Daniel Bryan wins, then Randy Orton comes out. I think he was underneath the ring. I think so, yeah. And comes out and RKO's him, which leaves you with... Not a good taste in your mouth because of the heel one, but it's good to see that the WWE title ended SmackDown live. Not a recap, right. but it was live. And yeah. so it was cool. I like that element. Yeah. Well, I think it's time for another break. JBL, yeah. who, side note, I think he is making the commentary listenable again. Oh, yes. Yes. Like, oh, God. If they lost him tomorrow, I'd just be like, oh, no. Because King... Is after his heart attack, I think he's just kind of okay. I'm just gonna get through. Yeah, Michael Cole is not good. Well, King, King's even said, I didn't get in this business to be a commentator, right? Well, I mean, no, he was amazing, but I'm saying, like, since heart attack, I think he's just playing it safe, baby face. Well, yeah, I think he just this is not where his heart is. He wants to wrestle, he still wants to wrestle, right? Yeah, They're well, not gonna let him do it, right? Right, and he doesn't really want to be doing commentating, but he wants the spot, yeah. Well, and he wants to do it with JR if he did it at all, so. Yeah. Anyway. Well, we're going to take a break. We're going to come back and talk about T-Max, perennial favorite, Impact Wrestling. The ninth best wrestling show on TV. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know if there's nine wrestling shows. Uh, if, there, if there is, you're right. <laughs> so that'll be when we return to the Spanish announce table on the TrendingTopicsNetwork.com. Network.com. 
wrestling fans. Are you scouring the internet looking for places to buy your favorite wrestling-related merchandise? Well, look no further, because you can find all the wrestling merchandise you could ever need at shoppershideout.com. That's S-H-O-P-P-E-R-S-H-I-D-E-O-U-T.com. Shoppershideout.com. At shoppershideout.com, you can find WWE and TNA replica belts, replica masks, life-size cardboard stand-ups of your favorite superstars and or wrestlers, t-shirts, pants, action figures, buttons, pendants, bracelets, and so much more from superstars like CM Punk, Randy Orton, Triple H, The Undertaker, Chris Jericho, Edge, John Cena, Rey Mysterio, and many, many more. So what are you waiting for? Don't walk around town wearing an Ed Hardy t-shirt. Log on to shoppershideout.com and buy yourself a Jeff Hardy t-shirt. And while you're there, get a replica of the WWE Raw Spinning Championship belt and wear that too. And then I can promise you that everyone you meet will be talking about you. And it's all because you shopped at shoppershideout.com, your source for everything wrestling. Shoppershideout.com. Oh, baby, come on. A very iconic uh, song. Like, this one fits. You know right. what I mean? As well as Stone Cold's Glass Shatters fits for him, this fits for the yeah, big show. this is one they never have to change. Right. It's like it's like HBK's. Yeah. You just never have to change. Very good. Very good. Yeah. Well. Impact Wrestling. The ninth best show <laughs> in wrestling right now. There's not even nine right shows. <laughs> or including this, the Spanish announcement. Yeah, we'll, we'll include this. This is better than Impact. <laughs> Aces and eights folding. Bully Ray and Tito in the back talking on the phone to Brooke. Anderson interrupts them and seems a little upset that he wasn't aware of Tito being on their side until it happened. And Bully gives him some crap for it. Are we seeing uh, some dissension amongst the uh, the club? I yeah, hold on. Yes, but I do hate that they call themselves a club. You know what? You know what clubs are? It, it's it's eight year olds climbing up in a tree talking about the girls they have crushes on. Not a damn wrestling faction. You're not a club. Jesus Christ, I hate that. <laughs> well, hey, this is the club. The club. Shut up. Shut up. You know what? I hope they do fold. I hope this folds. I hope Main Event Mafia folds. I think it's run its course. I think it's ran its course six weeks ago. Oh, yeah. And I just, you know, the only thing that I like from either one is that Magnus is getting that rub from, well, it was Kurt Angle and Sting, and he's getting the push to be main event status. Yeah. That's the only benefit from this. Other than that, this needs to go straight to hell. we get another benefit, and I'll talk about that later. All right. But uh, did you know this was still hardcore justice? Why not? Uh, I mean, I know you're still in Norfolk, Virginia, but... You just had all the big matches. You had the main event last week. And right. You're still going to call this hardcore justice? Don't do that. Call it a hardcore justice for a month. Don't I don't care. Do that. They're stupid. Don't do that. They're stupid. Don't do it. I'm true, but they're stupid. <sighs> Weak. Well, then we had what I called the denim death match when they had <laughs> all of them. <laughs> well, Robert Roode and and Bad Influence uh, cut an in ring promo, and they are the. Uh, Extraordinary Gentlemen's Organization. Which is funny, but it's too much to say. It is too much to say. Because when you're the baby face, especially with the wrestlers that are on the roster, they're going to screw it up, and then it just leaves uh, Rude and Daniels and Kazarian more things to like throw back at the baby face. It feels like Daniels named this group, because that's something he'd say. Right. Extraordinary Gentlemen's Organization. Right. 
He did call himself the man with the rear that makes the girls cheer, which is a line he's used before, and I like it. He's great. He is one of the reasons why I keep tuning in because he is so great at what he yeah, does. He's awesome. But he's stuck down in the you know opening. He needs to be elevated again. I know he's 43, and that might be a little too old for a main eventer as far as his type of style of wrestling. But throw him back he in can't there. be in a title match. I mean, exactly. Don't let him run with the ball, I get it. But. Right. He can always fight for it, though. You know? Well, Rude says, why just be a fourth of the Bound for Glory series when you could be a third? And says they should add a, a new member and make themselves a third of the BFG. And they call upon Austin Aries to join the group. Which makes sense because Rude and Austin Aries used to be tag champs and they used to have a connection. All I could think was New Fortune. Right. That's what I kept thinking. Right, which new would... New Fortune. Jesus, you know, add another recycled faction. They already got main event Mafia, so might as well do it. But... uh as we learn later, it turns it turns into something good. I like does, where they're yeah. going. So, well, James Storm and Gunner interrupt, and Storm warns Bad Influence and Rude that, or Bad Influence that Rude will drop them when it benefits him. Says, "I've been there before." I and that's cool. I, I always like when you bring up history because it rewards the 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 hardcore fans that yes. have been watching every week for years. Yeah, it rewards them by saying, "Oh yeah, I know what they're talking about," but. You know, with this, I don't know, Gunner and, and Storm, I honestly forgot that they were, aren't they the tag champions? They are. I forgot that. Yeah. Because, whatever, you know. Well, well, you didn't forget that they like jeans. That's true. That is true. But it, it was cool to see Storm bring up history, but as far as Storm and Gunner, I think they just need to split already. Well, because Daniels is in a match later, Rude and Kaz take on Gunner and Storm all of them wearing jeans, hence the denim death match. <laughs> um, Rude gets the pin over his former World Tag Team Championship partner, James Storm, by a roll-up after a low below. Gotta love the roll-up. So, again, serviceable. I mean, good uh, animosity and, you know, works well for what they're trying to do. I, guess. I think the title belts would be better with uh, Daniels and Kassarian again. Yeah. Because... They're the, featured so much. The world tag team champions of the world. Right, yeah. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, they're 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 featured more. They're in a more prevalent storyline, and then you get the titles back in the minds of uh, the people watching. So I think yeah. that's I think it's better if it was on them. But they're just and they're better television. Yeah, I mean Gunner sucks. I, he sucks. He's horrible. He sucks. And Storm is a great tag team wrestler. You know, Beer Money and then AMW. Two of the better tag teams TNA has ever had, but it just seems like he's You're just forcing this one. Yeah, just oh well, we're gonna do him oh, again. Two guys with beards that like to drink beer. Yeah, we're gonna do him an egg. I'm gonna and, do him an egg. And then you know, uh, it just seems like they're just throwing him there because they know they had something. So hopefully they can do something again. So you know, I don't know. It just I don't like it. I I think the tag titles, which they do very well, they have good tag team wrestling. It should be on a better tag team, which, in my opinion, would be Kazarian and Daniels. The Steiner brothers. Steiner, bring them back. Bring them out. Rick Steiner's selling real estate, you know. You could be with Joseph Parks. <laughs> Jesus. You know, they got a lawyer, might as well have a real estate agent with how Joseph bad. Joseph Parks. You know what Joseph Parks is? Shitty. He's fat! <laughs> <laughs> he is fat. He's fat! Yeah. Fat. That you know what? He's still a fat bastard. <laughs> you know what would be great 
because uh. TNA, as far as storylines, <laughs> is so unwatchable, unwatchable, they need to bring back Steiner as just a crazy asshole that just runs around calling people everything in the book. And, man, that would Take be Take clothes cool. off and lay on that bench. Whoa. <laughs> I mean, he would make, he would make impact – uh, something I would want to seek out and watch every week just because of how crazy he is because everything else sucks, but I know he would at least give me something, uh, you know, some great one-liner. <laughs> you got that? Now go take your clothes off. I'm working off. <laughs> we do this almost every week, and it's still funny. It'll it always great. be funny. He's fat. <laughs> he was so angry. <laughs> he's, he's just mad. They're like, calm down. He's fat. We can get it. <laughs> you know, America has a problem with obesity. That is a yeah, fact that right. is known. And it seriously upsets Scott Steiner. Yeah, it more angers than him. Like he's staring at me like I'm a Twinkie or something. <laughs> so I'll get some Ocho, I'll get a room full of cheeseburgers, and when he's getting ready to eat them, I'll. <laughs> oh my god he is so awesome bring him back into oh impact man. wrestling that's what would make me happy oh my god threats <laughs> so we get austin aries in the back mulling over his options he says there is strength in numbers but that you also need to be able to trust the people you've aligned with <laughs> i'm sorry i'm still thinking of scott steiner <laughs> yes yeah, yeah i'm gonna be small joe worse than i've ever been before <laughs> Oh, man. Oh, my God. Okay, I'm sorry. Let me get back into this horrible episode of Impact. Okay. Well, Aries says by the end of the night, he'll have his answer. Right. Yeah? Mm Mm-hmm. So we wait for the answer. Meanwhile, meanwhile, we get Sanjay Dutt versus Manic in a non-title match. Why is this a non-title match? Because... Split up the title, especially when you have your champion go over. Yeah. Yeah, let me, yeah. if you're not going to have him lose, why do non-title then? This is when they showed the tweet from Hogan stating that, uh, you know, Aldovix, uh, Aldovix, I can't talk tonight. I'll just or, quit. Or, yeah. or just teenage sucks. Yeah. Well, that all X division matches are going to be one-on-one. But does that mean forever? Like, everything? Because what if there's a, two title contenders and you have to do a triple threat? Like, right. it, the storyline asks for hey, it. it's TNA. Yeah, Don't true. worry about it. They'll... We are going to get No Surrender on September 12th from St. Louis. It's not too far down the road from us. I yeah. won't go see it, though. I'm not going to make the trip. They're coming to Kansas City, though. They are coming to Kansas City, but I don't think it's Impact. I think it's a house show. Right, but I might go see that. Mm. I'll, I'll give TNA this, and this is a side note. Three of my top five favorite shows I've ever been to have been TNA shows. They do a great job of the people who show up making it worth their money. TV and storylines suck worse than anything I can think of, but the in-ring product and what they give to the fans when you're there at a house show especially, they do a great job of. Well, Sanjay looked impressive. Uh, I don't know why he's not getting more time. He's looking good in the ring. But man, it gets the win. Double arm hook into a double knee to the midsection. Mm-hmm. It's good. It's a good looking move. All I can think about when I watch these X Division matches lately is six sides. Yeah, how cool it would be if, to see the six sides again. I want the six sides. You like, know, Samoa Joe, Samoa Joe had a great line. He did the uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin podcast show two weeks ago. 
And Stone Cold asked him, he's like, so what did you ever, you know, what did you think about that six sides? He goes, the great thing about it is you were never going in the wrong direction. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? You can literally, and with these guys and everything's so innovative and creative, they can't, I mean, they can mess up, but it's harder for them to mess up if you give them six yeah, sides. They're it's all, a lot like, more free-flowing. Yeah, like like Joe said, you're never going in the wrong direction. Yeah. So. That's a good point. I didn't yeah. think about that. Yeah. So uh, I kind of miss the six sides. I think that's I a new wrinkle. They should bring, or not a new wrinkle, but yeah. something they should bring back and make it eye appealing again. Because well, they did for not the most recent mm-hmm. X Division, whatever right. Destination X, but the prior one mm-hmm. before they started doing them free, they yeah. brought back six sides. Right. I don't know. I don't know. I think we need to take a break. What do you think? Yeah, because we got just a couple more things to talk about, and then we can get into uh, the fun stuff. We got an email, which I'm really excited to hear, because I haven't hear, or I shouldn't say hear, but I will hear it from you, but I'm really excited to see what that says. We did get an email, so we're going to finish up Impact when we come back. Tableshow at gmail.com. Tableshow at gmail.com. It's not that hard. Nope. Write it down. Please. Tweet it to your friend or something. Do something. Something. Anyway, we'll be back. Spanish announce table. Trending Topics Network. When you get to work, turn on the fan. John Feinstein. Weekdays 8 to 11 on your new home for sports. FM Sports Radio 1025 The Fan. And you are hearing voices in your head right now. Our voices. Our smooth, sweet voices. You got that. I don't have that voice. I um, wish I did, man. Spanish and I tried it when I uh, I got my degree in broadcast communication, and I really tried to do that voice uh, throughout my college career. Couldn't do it. I, uh, I got an F one time because they were like, stop it. I think this has led to some of my success with women. Was this voice? Yeah, I think it really has. Yeah, they like that voice because I am an unlovable human being. <laughs> I'm, I'm a terrible guy. You know what I mean? Right. Or I was. Yes, you know I do what know mean? what you mean. <laughs> I was at least for a long, large portion of my life. I was despicable. Mm-hmm. But uh, concur. You know, I concur. You know, I mean, hey, when when you got it, you flaunt it. You flaunt it, right? Right. Well, you know who doesn't got it? <clears throat> TNA. TNA. We have a Bound for Glory series street fight between Hernandez, Jay Bradley, Christopher Daniels, and Joseph Park. You want to talk about a storyline that sucks? Joseph Park's storyline needs to go oh away. My God. We all know it's Abyss. Abyss was cooler. Have a monster. You need a monster on every pro wrestling yeah, roster. Just have him be Chris Park, though, at this point. like Just have him go by his real name. Okay, yeah, you can do the mankind or the Mick Foley thing where, yeah, he's crazy, demonic, and you know a badass, but he is who he is. You know, I they're don't know. forcing a comedy relief segment, and I'm tired of him being in those. He's better than that. Yeah. Oh gosh, guys, I can. Uh, I think I even wrote this down that he might be the most underrated wrestler alive today. 
with maybe Kevin Steen being in that argument. I would put Kevin Steen over him as, as far as storylines because this one right. sucks. But in-ring competitors, yeah, Abyss or whatever we're going to call him, Joseph Park, has been great for years. You know what was going really well? Years. What was going really well, and they stopped it short, was when he was doing the Sun Tzu stuff, the Art of War stuff. Yeah. You know I'm talking about? And he was like, I was like, he needs to keep that going. Right. Like, yeah, reading yeah. that, quoting from that, like, mm-hmm. I was like, this will be great. But of course, no, nope. didn't do that because that would be good. No, we don't that want good. We good. want no. aging WCW guys to get in your way. Well, we get Kaz and Bobby Roode. They eventually get involved by taking out Joseph Park and Eric Young. Austin Aries comes out and acts like he's going to help Daniels get the win. Now, he even high fives all the guys, you know, of the extraordinary gentleman's organization, but instead attacks Daniels. Even pulls off the Dolph Ziggler-like move where he calls for Rude and Kaz to come in the ring to fight, and then he jumps through the ropes as they're coming mm-hmm. in and kind of, you know, <laughs> and they chase him backstage. Now the crowd chanting, yes, yes, <laughs> yes. Wrong, wrong chant for you guys. Right. Well, but it's like what now? Yeah, I yeah, think This exactly. one's around for a while. I don't think this one's going away for a while. No, and it's great for Daniel Bryan. How genius is that for marketing? It's a word. That everyone says. He got over and has made millions upon millions of dollars off a Word, just being a smart three ass. letter word. Because remember, he started that as a heel. Yeah, you know, exactly. It was being it's a like, smart yes, ass. Yes, yeah. Yes. Then, and he's pointing at the belt like right. yes. And then, uh, yeah. and then the WrestleMania ten second match with Sheamus, and then everyone used that as kind of a, yeah. a rallying cry for. Well, him. because they were chanting yes when they happened. Like I don't yeah. think they expected that to happen. Right, yeah. So anyhow, but now it's going all over in TNA. Which is, you know, we'll see how TNA ad- addresses that issue because eventually they've got to address it if it keeps going. Well, Jay Bradley, you even asked me who the hell is Jay Bradley. Who the hell is This is Jay how Bradley? bad TNA gets because Jay Bradley, he, I believe, if memory serves me correctly, was a gut check winner. Who cares? He's got the boomstick, man. Whatever. The boomstick. I don't care. I think he sucks. I think he sucks. I don't like him. But he uses brass knucks from his tights even though he's a face. Why not? And he puts them on Joseph Park. Well, he doesn't put them on him. He, he puts it on Joseph Park. Right, yeah. Uh, Park he puts gets, five across his lip. Yeah, across his lip. Uh, Park gets angry. Hits the black hole slam to get the win and the 20 points. And they address the fact that whenever Joseph Park sees his own blood, he goes crazy. Oh, cool. More of this abyss. Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde. That's uh, yeah. what Where's it'll Dr. turn Stevie into. Where's Dr. Stevie at? It'll turn into Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde. Hey. That's what it's going to turn into. Remind This reminded me. Stevie Richards with the Dr. Stevie thing that they were doing. That was fun. Remember in the news story after he left TNA, he like MLB, the baseball game, mm-hmm. does a competition every year where the first person that like in one setting, whatever, pitches a no hitter, right. gets like a million dollars. He did it. And they were like, and uh, he was the first one to do it. And he like goes to like tell him and collect him in there. And for whatever reason, I forget why they were like, you don't count or something. Or right. it didn't count because like it hadn't officially started, like starts tomorrow or something or whatever. Oh, what and he the- was like, you're kidding me. And he even told me, he's like, look, just let me do this. I can bring you the publicity. You yeah. know what I mean? I'm famous, which he's not. But well, he's um, semi-famous. Semi and he was starting a um, uh, workout, right, regimen, yeah, yeah. Thing. and they were just like, no. And everybody was like, I mean, all the wrestlers were all there like yeah. going to, I think it's EA Sports or whoever yeah. does it. They were like, boo. They were like, this is bad. Give yeah. him his money. You yeah. Know? I'm like, yeah. Oh, yeah. But anyway. guy, I never knew that. Yeah. Guy. Yeah, it's a funny story. I was like, that's stupid. Yeah. Because, I mean, he's not to the point where a million dollars wouldn't help him out. Yeah, no joke. You know what I mean? But at any rate, so that was the end of that. Joseph Park gets the win. That gets he 20 does. points. Good for him. In the Bound for Glory series, which I don't even know who's 
where or what in that right now, and I kind of don't care. It, right now, honestly, because we were talking about this, this Bound for Glory can take shape in so many different forms because it's so long. Especially when you're throwing 20-point matches into right. it. Right, and so you're doing all this roller coaster storyline with it, and right now they're not at the end, so I kind of can forget about it until we get to Bound for Glory or, you know, the finals, and then I'll get reinterested in it. Mm. Well, we got main event Mafia in the backstage. Sting complaining about all the things that happened to them last week. Rampage said some crap. I don't even know what he said, but he sucks. Yeah. Rampage is just terrible. Yeah, and I can't really, talk. I cannot wait for Rampage and Teats to be gone. I think after this fight, November 2nd, Bellator's first pay-per-view, which they're putting everything and anything up on a wall and hoping it all sticks. I think after November 2nd, fingers crossed, they're mm. going to be done. Well, Magnus did look good. I mean, he had a promo. He said, hey, who cares that no one stepped up for us? Which right. is what they were complaining about. Because last I checked, we're supposed to be the elite of professional wrestling. and We don't need anyone else. And Samoa Joe kind of echoed the statement. Didn't really say much. Right. But I like that Magnus is kind of becoming the star out of this. That's what I'm saying. I really like that. And, you know, the perfect heel for him, I think, is Samoa Joe. Mm. You know, if this if yeah. this implodes, that would be great to have that be the the second tier or second storyline off of this main event mafia uh ace ace and eight's uh storyline whatever easy for you to say yeah I, <laughs> it's, it's that I, i'm hoping for the best and i just know it's gonna suck uh, well we get Bully they'll Ray. probably turn oh. magnus heel oh god i hope not you know and that's probably what it'll be we get uh, Bully Ray and Teets. They're standing in the ring and gloat about Bully Ray's win last week. Bully Ray says he, he called himself the world champion. He says, notice I didn't call myself the two-time, two-time champion because he didn't recognize Saban's title victory and that it was a fluke. Says Saban didn't beat him, he beat himself. Well, then he does the stupidest thing I've ever seen him do and gives Teets the mic Yeah, and lets him cut a promo on Rampage, and it is terrible. It's always terrible. It was bad. It's trying always... too hard, trying to remember his lines. Well, okay. Yes, it's horrible. However, with TNA promos, they're all horrible, except for Christopher Daniels, really, and Bully. Yeah. Bully does good. But other than those two, they all suck. So, I mean. Well, then what we all were really waiting for, Bully Ray reveals Brooke, and it's Brooke Tessmacher. Mm. Uh, and she was Fucking hot. Save this promo. My lord, she's got the the butt cheeks hanging out of the bottom. It made of the, you forget oh, about man. Tito Ortiz for a second. It did. did it? Yeah. it did. Uh, instead of looking at teats, I was looking at ass. <laughs> yep. Right. Yes. Um. Now, I just keep staring at that. Where I remember she had those shorts that didn't cover her ass fully. Yes. Oh. Let's move on because Wonderful. I feel like we're going to go down a road now, we don't want to with our, uh, bully, with our listeners. <laughs> bully says. Now he's got the hot Brooke with him, which was funny. And was true. Good. And true. Now, Brooke uses her mouth to pull off Bully's wedding ring, and she spits it out of the ring. And that, that disappointed me. <laughs> that did disappoint you. It disappointed me because I hope she was a swallower. <laughs> uh, yep, you did. You, but, you know. Yeah. You know, you get what, I mean, I'll take it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. She's going to be a spitter. You know, I'll deal with Whatever. it. Whatever. I guess. <laughs> I guess. Well, so there's that. So now we've got. Brooke Tessmacher with Bully Ray, which is a good fit, I think. Here's the thing. It's a great fit, and even Tito works well because he's a legitimate badass as far as like a real fighter. Get rid of the aces and eights now. I think the three of them, yeah, just them. would be so much better than 
Anderson and uh, this guy and that well, guy. if Anderson's really gone, good. Just dissolve aces and eights and be like, I don't need you guys. But then you'd have to have teats hanging around. But if you have him be, remember when Shawn Michaels had Diesel and Diesel wasn't saying shit? That's you know what, what you could do. You know with what? That. You know what? You get rid of teats. Yeah, of course. You because he's going to lose. Durant Anderson Page. leaves or does whatever. Mm-hmm. Knox, who cares? You have Garrett and and uh, Garrett Bischoff and um, what's his name? Uh, Briscoe. Briscoe. Be his like tag team flunkies. Hang yeah, on. yeah. And then Brooke. There you go. Right? That would be good. Yeah, yeah, I could see that. But I think you know, bully leading a faction, a small faction, not this aces and eights where I don't care about any of them. But like you said, a tag team, him and a hot chick, perfect. Well, then we get Gail Kim versus ODB, and again, these knockouts putting in quality matches. There, you know, AJ Lee over on WWE did a great promo, but still. The, the knockouts are where it's at for female wrestling. I right think now. ODB would get over well in WWE if they brought her in as like that mean spirited, take no prisoners type of woman. They couldn't call gimmick. her ODB, though. No, they couldn't call her ODB, but just call her something else. Yeah. Have her come in just ripping shit up. You're right. But Gail Kim's still awesome. Of course, that's well known. Taz keeps ripping into ODB all match. Yeah. He like he said she should be wrestling dudes. Yeah. Uh, he said, can we get her a bigger gas station attendant uniform that she wears? <laughs> <laughs> like, can we get a large instead of a medium? <laughs> Yeah, it's so great. Taz has his moments. Yeah, Taz can be great, really great. Yeah. But most of the times, he's fumbling over his lines, kind of like we are tonight, <laughs> and sucking. Yeah, but we're not Taz. That's true. We're not Taz bad, right? Oh no, we'll never be Taz <laughs> bad. Gil Kim gets the crucifix pin win, which looked good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, then we get that uh, main event: the Aces and Eights versus Main Event Mafia. The fighter that loses the match must leave TNA. And it would have been so cool if it meant something. As far as a real guy leaving, but unfortunately... Yeah, well, so Anderson's giving them crap. He's kind of making fun of them. There's only four of them. He introduces Bully Ray, who comes out with what I call teats and tits. <laughs> <laughs> right? I like that. Yeah, I like teats that. and tits. And uh, they sit at the top of the ramp to watch the match. Anderson says that you know they only have four. It's not fair, so I'm going to offer you the opportunity. Talk amongst yourself. Work it out. One of you just come in here and lay down for us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? And, of course, Sting, nobody's going to blah, 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 right. blah, blah. This is when AJ Styles music hits. The the no one. The dark, the yeah. no one. The I am not Sting. But I'm close AJ to Styles. it. And he stops on the ramp. His hood's hanging down over his eyes. It's all dark. And then, get ready to fly. And the phenomenal one is back. And he's bouncing around. And he's all up in the, like, yeah, come on, mm. pumping his arms, ready to fight. And the fight ensues. And uh, eventually... AJ Styles hits the Styles Clash on Devon and gets the pin, and Devon, the Sergeant at Arms, must leave. Yeah. Now, Miriam Webster defines Sergeant at Arms as an officer of an organization who preserves order and executes commands. So will this be what leads to the disorder in Aces and Eights? Will Bully blame the others for the loss of his brother? That's what I took from that. Yeah, and that's actually pretty cool as far as the definition and you know hopefully what happens because Aces and Eights needs to go. Uh, the one point that I found interesting is after the match, a uh, com exclusive, mm. uh, AJ Styles goes back to his no one gimmick and says, I didn't do this for the main event mafia. I did it for me. Really? And so it's like, well, what the fuck? <sighs> You know, damn Weird. it. I just would have left it four on five. Just have him get the win. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Four on five. Four can beat five. Especially if done. you get Magnus to get the win. Yeah. And now you're elevating Magnus. 
Yeah, but instead you give it to AJ. And then you give it to AJ, but then AJ's, AJ's in not. contract negotiations. Yeah, but then AJ's not in Main Event Mafia. Look what we can do for you, AJ. Yeah, we can right give in the you main a spot. Who cares? We can let you beat Devon. Right, yeah. he can. Come on. You can be in the Main Event spot, which you've been in for the last 10 years in this company. You know. Oh, Jesus. Well, that was Impact Wrestling in a nutshell. Best moment is uh, Brooke in those shorts. Spitting. For you, spitting back. I like doing the shorts. And uh, the worst moment was everything else. Yeah. Ninth best. (laughs) Ninth best pro wrestling (laughs) show on TV. Well, we're going to come back after a quick break, and we're going to get into the email bag, the mail bag. Can't wait. On the Trending Topics Network, and you're listening to the Spanish Announce Table. What's up, people? Mr. Old School, Alter Ego to the Mountie, here to let you know about a new podcast that I've been working on called Old School at the Movies. We talk all about the latest news and rumors, we review stats, we've got our own movie review of the week, predictions, contests, all that good stuff. Check us out at oldschoolmovies.net. Old School at the Movies, your one-stop shop for all your movie-related news. good gold dust yeah one of the this is a great theme and they went all out on it too with the lights the hollywood like it made it look like a yeah. picture roll i mean a great gimmick yeah one of they, the better gimmicks uh and because he was honestly like he gets associated a lot with the attitude era yeah but he was, was really attitude era pre yeah because he was the first one that kind of did the the risque stuff. Remember yes. the the street fight with Rowdy Piper? Well, and he was uh, all over Scott Hall, too. And Scott yeah. Was like, what the hell? Yeah. And he kissed Ahmed Johnson. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was pre-Attitude Era, but he right. gets lumped in with the Attitude Era. Like, well, oh, it's just the problem one of the other when stuff. When he was in the Attitude Era, he was a character of himself. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Although the Booker T stuff was great. That was a little bit later as yeah. far as Attitude Era, because that was when, you know, the invasion yeah. and stuff. Yeah, and he got that Their electrocution. Was yeah, great. it was perfect. Yeah, but... <laughs> Uh, he was very ahead of his time with that character, at least. Gold dust. Very good. I loved gold dust in as manly and non-sexually way as possible. Sure. Sure. Well, we have an email. I like it. Tableshow at gmail.com. Table keep writing us. show. For the three who have written us, keep writing. As far Bravo. as made this show. Bravo. Keep writing us. For the ones who want to, we'll answer it. Yeah. We'll spend a whole damn show on it if we get enough of them. Well, this one's from John B. I'll save the last name. Okay. He says, hey, guys, I love the show. More so Captain Awesome. We need more Captain Awesome, but T-Mac kind of sucks. I don't feel like he said that. It says that here. I'd show you, but I don't want to make you sad. I feel like that's a lie. No, it says it here. I, I'll, you know, I just don't want to show you. I don't want you to cry. Later. Okay. We'll, All go, right. we'll go with what you say. Well, he says, should AJ Styles go to WWE? If so, will they use him properly? If he stays with TNA, will they actually make him the face of the company since he's been there for 11 years? Now, we discussed what we think about AJ Styles in WWE earlier. 
I you think, think he should go? I think he'd be great. I think he's not worth the money. I think he would be perfect because you know another role that he could play, and uh, I thought of that, thought about it as we were talking about the shield. Add him to the shield. Mm. Yeah, I kind of like the shield where they're at. But I mean, if eventually, I don't want to water it down. But eventually, you know, you could have a member leave and yeah. replace him with AJ Styles. Yeah, but that's. Yeah. I think he would be good in that role. That'd be I, like I agree the new with you. mom on on uh, on uh, the Fresh Prince of Bel Air. Yeah, I agree with you on that. But <laughs> he could be in a role as long as he's protected by either not speaking a lot or has a mouthpiece such as well, Zeb Coulter or Paul Heyman. He's perfect. Let's focus on the second part of this question. If he stays with TNA, will they make him the face of the company? No, no. They already tried. He has been before. Yeah, and he's they they want newer talent. Mm-hmm. They're trying to go different routes. Yep. And here's the thing. He was fantastic as the face of the company, but it was at the period where they didn't have a lot of other great talent around him. You know, he did really well with the Abyss matches. He did really well. Even with Jeff Jarrett, for God's sakes, he had good matches. You know what I mean? Yeah. Now, he could do so much more with other guys, but we've already seen it. I think he missed the boat. I think, yeah. I think he was... He 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 could have been. Yeah, if he had the people they have now... Oh, my God. Yeah, and I think he could have jumped to WWE then, especially when Ric Flair got a hold of him when they were doing Fortune. He was teaching him how to be a good heel. Right. You know, like, there was points in time where I thought AJ Styles could could hit the big time here. Mm -hmm. I just don't see it happening now. I know, but it's so unfortunate because he can do a five-star match with anyone. And he proved it because he was doing it in the dark ages of TNA. If he leaves TNA, he'll be doing it for ROH. So, WWE's not going to take him. I think they would. No, I think I think they look at it as this. Yeah, he's great in the in the in the ring, but we've got other people that are great in the ring, and what we want at that point is them to tell a great story. And we've already got somebody in developmental that we can pay less money for that spot. And yeah, but I mean, I don't know. Unless they're I, wanting to get in the glove market, I don't see them. They could, <laughs> but they could go in. You know, their ego is so big, and Vince loves to do this. If they did take the chance on AJ, he could get squashed for the first six months of his career there. Yeah. You know? Did they change his name? Yeah. Oh, no. Well, see, and that all goes into the branding. If he's a S.H.I.E.L.D. character, no, he would be something else. Mm-hmm. But if they do, like, him as a run-in. I don't know that the fans would allow them to change his name. And it's a marketable name. Right. It's a great name. I think I think the best way for him to come in is a run-in type of angle. You know what I mean? Say say Cody Rhodes and Damian Sandow have a match and Cody Rhodes is about to get the one, you know, the win over Damian and AJ runs in, you know, something like that as far as heel or babyface vice versa. You know, that would be the best way to bring him in cuz his name probably will stay this. the same. The corporation angle. Mm-hmm. We'll go a little bit down the road. Yep. The shield turns face against them. Right. Out comes AJ Styles right. to help. Yeah. But going back to John's question, no, he as far as being the face of TNA, not gonna happen. Hogan is pushing so hard for Sting, for himself, for Bully Ray, guys he trusts. And I think he likes AJ Styles a lot because if you remember the first main event where Hogan took over, the yeah. main event was Angle and AJ. Yeah. And that was great. Well, it's just I don't think he trusts him to draw money. I just don't think it's going to happen. Either way, I don't think he's going to WWE, and I don't think TNA is going to use him properly. So you think he goes to ROH? No, I think he stays there for less money. 
And just hangs out. Just hangs out and rides rides the wave till the end. That's unfortunate because he will go down in my mind. If, if that happens, he would go down in my mind as the greatest talent never to be used properly. I think he was missing too many pieces of the puzzle. Not in ring. Not in ring, but that's one piece of the puzzle. That's uh, the, you got Mike skills. You got charisma. You got Daniel yeah. Bryan. Daniel Bryan doesn't cut great promos. He's better than AJ Styles. <laughs> With the yes thing. Well, yeah, but as far as recently, pure, yeah, uh, you remember before this yes thing caught on, Daniel Bryan was Dean Malenko. He was floundering. He, yeah. he was Dean Malenko. Yeah, yeah. you know, You're right. So it does take sometimes. It takes that one thing. It takes one word. Right. And for, it takes one word. Yeah, for uh, what Daniel Although, Bryan. You know, Austin was already. Yeah, he had but he reinvented himself. With right. That. And then there's yes, and we know how that laid out. Now, John also asks us, why is the Shield working for the corporation? It doesn't. The Money? only reason, the yeah, the only reason it makes sense is because they're heel. They look like security guards. Right. They look like you know what I mean, like your state SWAT team. Right. You, you know? you're their personal yeah. security. But that I, that's what I keep thinking about when I see this angle is I think we both agree that eventually McMahon and Triple H are going to turn on each other. One's going to go heel, one's going to go babyface. So where does that leave the Shield and where does that leave Orton? I think the Shield could be face, but I don't think there's any time soon that that needs to happen. Cuz the 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 first thought I I had when I saw this kind of formation is when down the road this happens, a triple power bomb to Randy Orton you know, you keep right. shield the heels, well, and then Orton this, goes back to baby. Face. Maybe this you got to go thing starts creeping up a little bit more, right? And they start taking out established stars until there's one left. Yeah, who the legend killer himself? Oh yeah, yeah, good. We got to kill the legends of all these people, right? And then when it's all said and done, they look over and they're like, "There's only one left." Right? Mm, yeah, could happen. What yeah, you- I I think I don't understand really why the shield is working for them they haven't explained that but i guess it's just understood well he's got a couple more questions he says will dean ambrose be the top heel by next summer fest and then he puts slam in parentheses to show that he does know that it's called right summer slam no 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 i don't think so i think he'll be increased but he's not gonna be the top heel no i think by next summer slam yeah eventually maybe i think that still the top heel will be an Orton or even a Paul Heyman, you or know, punk. yeah, or punk, one of those guys. Or I think John Cena. Yeah, okay. <laughs> then he says, "Would the Shield versus the Wyatt family be an awesome feud? Only if the Shield's face." Yeah, in my opinion. Yeah, you cannot go Wyatt family face. It's got to be Wyatt family trying to take out somebody. I think I think this works if Shield or if uh, Wyatt family wants to make everyone a follower, and they're like the the disease or the infection right. in the WWE so, and to protect the WWE. Hence the shield would be, they keep coming to people's rescue. Right. And they yeah. would be protecting the brand of pro wrestling where the shield and Bray Wyatt would yeah. be this like, you know, Charles Manson. The only difference is at the moment, the Wyatt family has a distinct leader. Yeah. Whereas yeah, yeah. the shield does not. Right. I mean, I think, it feels like it's Dean Ambrose because he has the singles title, right. but that's not been established. Right. No, it has not. Um, and then he says, final question, how do you feel about Curtis Axel? We were live in attendance at Monday Night Raw when Paul Heyman introduced his newest client, and, and we were unimpressed. Unimpressed. We kept calling him Hurt His Asshole. <laughs> we did. We did. Yeah. I, I think I think he's good. Obviously, I think he's a great wrestler. 
kind of like what you said about AJ Styles, the way you feel about AJ Styles is kind of how I feel about Curtis Axel. He doesn't have all the pieces. Right. But I agree with you. With time, you you have to learn. I'm sorry. If you're as good as people think he is, you have to learn the art of the promo by just sitting next to Paul Heyman even on screen for this long. Yeah. You have to learn something. You have something. to pick something up. Something. Yeah, I think he's got good things in his future. Yeah. I think though he'll be protected as far as cutting promos go. Right. And he'll I think where he peaks is being the world heavyweight champion. Yeah, I can He see doesn't that. feel like a WWE champion. He doesn't have I don't that think look. it's anytime soon either. I mean, right. I, I'm saying for for this, it's two years, yeah, three years down the road. Yeah. But, but the, Dean Ambrose, now he's got yes, WWE yes, title yes. all, all Dean over Dean Ambrose him. is my favorite uh, youthful, you know, potential in a bottle superstar right now is yeah. Dean Ambrose. I said it on on one of my calls to the allwrestling.com. We can review that. He's got more charisma in his pinky finger than half the roster combined. Yeah. The one that I'm excited about is, honestly, and he's being used not as well as he used to be on TV, but Biggie Langston. I feel as far as babyface, he'll be a great babyface. I think you can do a lot of the Mark Henry strength stuff yeah. with him as a babyface. Look yeah. at me. Li- I mean, he was the damn 2011. He's humongous. 2011 power lifting champion of the world, for yeah. God's sakes. He can pull a damn car. We'll do whatever he you want. Needs some pants. Speaking of people needing pants. Yeah. yeah, he needs pants. But it goes with the, I'm a power lifter. That's what they yeah, wear. I don't care. Yeah, I know. Get some pants. Get some pants. Get some power pants. Right. But I think he, him, as far as the future goes, I think Dean Ambrose, I think Biggie Langston, I think Seth Rollins. Yep. And then I, that's the top tier for me as far as the future. And then you got the Curtis Axels. Yeah. Well, Brian, I think, I mean, but he doesn't have a whole lot. I mean, he's been around a long time and done a lot of damage. Daniel Bryan. Yeah. Yeah. I don't consider him. He's the more new. immediate future. Yeah. Yeah. I don't consider him new. I consider yeah, no. him established. And, yeah. He's more immediate future versus right. those are down the road. But right. hey, that's it. Thanks, John Bizzle, <laughs> John B, for the email. And the rest of you, send us a goddamn email. I'm not playing around. I will yeah. come to your house. Yeah. I'll come to your house and I will make you send me an email. Sons of bitches. Oh, I'll do it. Table show at gmail.com. Like us on Facebook. We're the Spanish announced table podcast, right? Yes. And I don't mean to uh, insult you guys. Please listen again. Yeah. No, please listen <laughs> and send us an email. And send us an email. But uh, And that's the surest way to keep you from me right. showing up at your house. You don't want Captain Austin And I like to drink your door. beer and I like to eat your food. Yeah. You know what I mean? I know. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to eyeball your wife. I'm a bad person. You, you are. All right? Yes. It's going to happen. Captain Awful. A Captain Awful. When you get in that mood. Just atrocious. Yeah, when you get in that mood, you're yeah. Captain Awful. Well, it's tableshow at gmail.com. It is Facebook. The Spanish Announce Table Podcast. We are at Table Show on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Now, what else? We're on TrendingTopicsNetwork.com. Yes. Go to that. Listen to some of the other shows. Listen to Fight Show Live. Yes. Co-hosted feature, by C-Mac. Yeah, that features me and my co-host Ozone. We break down all things MMA and boxing, the art of ass whipping. Uh, yeah, it airs on 102.5 and also on the TrendingTopicsNetwork.com. Yes. I uh, would tell you to go to AshBath.com and listen to the broadcast, but I just got a text from my co-host Lester Grayson who said his site got hacked and all the content is gone. Fantastic. So he's got to go find the backup and right. re-put, rebuild his whole website again. That's always fun. And so I'm sure all the links won't work again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Technology. Fun stuff. Yes. Fun stuff. Right? Yes, it is. But this is it. fun. This is fun. But this is it, man. We got to go, man. This show went long. We gave you an extra dose. We put you through two Spanish announced tables tonight. Mm-hmm. Stacked on top of each other. Yeah. Oh. 
Yeah, there you go. Yeah, there you go. We put you through yeah. the tables like Jeff Hardy yes. at TLC WrestleMania style. Mm. Send us an email. Follow the buzzards. Oh, yes. Yeah. Follow the buzzards. buzzards. But that's it. We're seriously going to get out of here, man. We really don't have a whole lot of time. I feel like playing some David Otunga music. <laughs> Why not? Right? Yes, I miss him, kind of. I do miss David Otunga. I liked the coffee slurping, the lawyer. Mm-hmm. You know? I thought I could have gone And somewhere. just flexing and looking at his muscles. Yeah, he's jacked. He's, yeah. Ah, oh, well. shit. Spanish Announce Table, Trending Topics Network. We'll see you next week.